taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. As you know, it's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything TV, medium, firm related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Coming to you live, direct, Heart Studios, Baltimore City, the end of a decade. You stumbled there for a bit, but you got, you got yeah, it out. You kept going. Yeah, I caught my balance. Yeah. yeah you, know, you know why I did? Because I was uh, I was out this weekend, and um, uh, I we were talking about the podcast and uh somebody was talking about um somehow we got on the intro and like they're like oh yeah you know you just say the intro and they recited it back to me and i was like what do i say yeah and, like i didn't even re- like i couldn't even recall like what it is that i said because it just happened so like, it's like robotically when you record like when you start recording that's you like, just that's all i do you yeah just, you just yeah, got yeah. it it yeah. just happens uh, no, but that was good. So, you stumbled there for a second. Yeah, you picked it right back yeah, up. You know what that reminded me of? Like that? as soon as it happened, yeah. I I was reminded of Ricky Williams back in the day. Mm, yeah, he used he to be balance, one of those running backs that like back. could you know hit the ground and regain his balance and keep going. Yeah, one of my favorite running backs of all time, by the way. Uh, yeah. Random side note, but yeah, yeah. congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Is that like a, a metaphor for how your year might go? It's just whenever you hit like a little hurdle. Just keep it going. I, I wasn't thinking that, but I like yeah. it. I want to yeah. adopt Take it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apply that. <laughs> Yo, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for, first and foremost, I'd like to thank everybody uh, that listened to us throughout the year, man. Uh, 2019 was a great year for us. Um, did a lot of things, talked a lot of things, watched a lot of movies, watched a lot of shows. A lot. Discussed, uh, discussed a lot of it. Not of it either. No, not at all. I feel I feel no type of way about it, um, with the exception of uh, just gratitude, man. I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, you out there who have listened to the show from the beginning and are listening to the show right now. Uh, we appreciate you, and and I I can almost guarantee it, and I say almost because I you know nothing in life is a is a guarantee except for what death and taxes, as you say. Uh, yeah, are yeah. the guarantee, two guarantees in life, but um, like an almost guarantee. Unless you're Jeff Bezos, uh, you have Amazon because they don't. I don't really pay much taxes. Yeah, uh, well, they not not only do not pay uh, that much in taxes, but also um, they. Uh, I just f- I found out that uh, Amazon handles like all like um, cloud uh, networking for the government. Well, I so, think that's Microsoft. I think no, Am- both. I think it's both uh, that they just got you know got some sort Cause of because Amazon was taking. Um, I think Amazon filed a lawsuit or something like that because. Uh, they were unfairly, or in in their in their <laughs> belief, that. they were unfairly, yeah, because uh, of the Trump administration, outbid yeah. by Microsoft yeah. because yeah, because of Trump's yeah. dislike he, he for Jeff like Bezos, Bezos and Amazon. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine there was a ruling. Amazon is back in the game somehow with I, I don't know. Amazon Some, Web Services. And I, again, maybe I'm, I might be factually wrong about that. Who knows? But uh, either way, uh, you know. I, I will guarantee you, and just right below that line of guaranteeing that uh, we're gonna do a lot of great things this year. We're gonna we're gonna turn up the uh, we're gonna turn up the burners a little bit, you know, heat this up a little bit, you know, see where we can take this podcast, you know, to new heights. Oh yeah, new, absolutely. We new, had uh, some. Uh, I'm gonna hold myself accountable, mm. uh, you know, as this is being recorded, so we can always go back to this. There <laughs> there are a few plans we made in 2019 that we did not execute. Yeah, and we will execute those. Um, and some of them are gonna be ongoing. Of course, we will execute a few of those things in uh, January of yeah. 2020. No, absolutely. Um, 
a few segments that we want to incorporate into the show, uh, a bit more uh, activity on social media, those things. Not even just that, man. Just um, look, man, this is our city, man. Baltimore is our city. It's, it's, it's our town. And, uh, you know, you got to start with home base whenever you're talking about, you know, uh, winning any sort of markets or anything like that. We get, you got to win home, you know, your, your hometown. And so, you know, my, my number one goal just in the entire year, I'm not even going to put the pressure on, you know, oh, this first quarter, the first month, whatever. Q1. The, the, the entire year, my goal this year is just to become the hottest podcast in Baltimore City. Uh, so uh, with this first episode of 2020, you guys are hearing it here first. Uh, we want to be the best podcast bar none. Uh, and, and, and be more. So uh, all those other podcasts, look out, we coming for you. Um, but with that, that was a great threat. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt that my my look, look out, we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was threatened. That That's a already. threat you say in no, no, church. Like, know, yeah, look out, David. I'm coming I'm, for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> nah, but you know you got a sinner. You, you know I'm not Trump. I'm not out here like we're oh. I'm gonna drop a bomb on you. Like, yeah. No, no, I, Put you that 80 million going. on your head. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Safe. 2020. Uh, we're, you know, full steam ahead. Yeah. We did. We did a lot of great things in 2019. Uh, we're gonna take that. We're gonna use that momentum uh, to continue to propel forward in 2020. Yeah. With that being said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. As cliche as it may be, I gotta start this podcast off by asking, mm. what is a New Year's resolution for you? Just give me one. One good one. Oh, I, Sweet I, one. I only have one. Sweet it's not one. even a. Uh, <laughs> is, is that from the Dr. The Dr. Pepper commercial? <laughs> it's the sweetest That shit one. is mad funny. I don't know why. It Every is. time I see it, I fucking uh, shit slaps. Um, uh, it's not even a, really a resolution so much as it is. And I kind of started it even before New Year's came around is, is um, you know, just be real with yourself. Like, so for instance, um, you know, I had the same conversation with my girlfriend uh, on New Year's Eve and we were talking about resolutions and she told me hers and then she asked me what mine were. And I'll say the same thing to you guys that I'll uh, that I said to uh, to her is uh, I don't really have so much as a resolution as I do just being 100 percent honest with myself. So, for mm. instance, yeah. if there's something that I want to do that I'm not currently doing, maybe I just have to be honest with myself and say, maybe I just don't want to do that thing, you know, yeah. versus kind of like, you know, oh, I want to do this thing, but uh, yeah, I'll get four to months it later, I'll figure out a way. Yeah. Didn't do it, you know. Um, and so, so being more just be honest, honest you with know? yourself about like, yeah. These are the things that I want to do or plan to do. Prioritize time with for intentionality absolutely. and with purpose behind it. And these things that I've been putting on the back burner, yeah. they're Should on the back about. burner because they're not priorities. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's really it for me. Is is uh, is just uh, to to be a hundred percent honest with myself as far as that goes. Because, How do you check that along the way? Um, I think you just whenever something comes up, you have to take a look at like so. For instance, if you uh. So, for instance, I, I've got this show I'm trying to develop for uh, for, for the place I work. Um, and there are times where it's like, you know, I could be putting work into, like, developing that show and, like, figuring it out. And, yeah. You know, there's times I'm like, I just want to watch, like, you know, movie or, you know, show or play some video games. Um, so, in, that, in those moments, I have to check myself. Is this something I actually want to do? Like, and, and again, it doesn't have to be this thing where there's consequences to uh, to to uh, you doing or not doing. It's just being honest. Hey, do I actually want to develop the show? If I do, then what I have to do is get my lazy ass up and go figure yeah. out whatever the fuck it is I need to figure out for it. If not, then yeah, maybe I can just put this by the wayside. My life is pretty chill right now. Like, I don't like I have pretty much everything I want. Right? Like, I uh, I've got. It's uh, a bold statement. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm not saying that. Like. I'm not saying I that, have like, everything I want. 
No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Cocky son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. You think s- your shit don't stink? Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> no, I, but I'm not saying that from like an arrogant. I'm saying that like my life is like it's not. I don't have anything strenuous in my life yeah. right now. And you, you know, like, you know what that is though. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people forget to do this. It's grateful, gratefulness, mm-hmm. right? It's being grateful in the moment and saying, "Hey, like I have it good." Yeah. And and sure, compared to others, I have it good. But when you don't even compare it to others. When you just look at your life and you say, you know what? I'm, I have food in my refrigerator. I have money in my bank account. Fucking roof over my head. I don't have to watch uh, or I, have, I don't have to think about it every month. Fuck, yeah. how am I going to come up with this rent money? What am I going to do? I don't, I'm not under someone's thumb in any yeah. particular way. Yeah. You know, and I still have like disposable income. Like yeah. do the things I like to do. I can and go out. I can do go. whatever I want. You know, like, you know, I got my freedom. Um, so life is chill, right? So yeah. everything else on top is just gravy. It's just shit that I just want to do, you know? So, you know, if I, if I'm, if I want to develop the show or if I, if I, even this podcast, right? Like if I want to do shit with the podcast, I have to truly ask myself, Hey, do I actually want to do that thing? Or is that just like a little side thing that I'm just doing because it's like fun in the moment? Like if I'm trying yeah. to be serious about it, then I have to get off my ass and I have to do my, do the shit that, because it's something that I want to do, you know? Like yeah. it's different if it's something that I don't want to do that I'm like, I know why I'm hesitating or I know why I'm not doing that thing. I just don't want to do it, you know? But if it's something that I'm, you know, I've created myself that I've said that I wanted to do, why am I not doing it? If it's something I want to do, like I, I think uh, it was Wayne a, a while back was talking about, uh, he, he was talking about uh, rapping and, and he was like, yo, like, you know, this isn't a like a job to me. This is just, this is my life. Like this is, I, even if I wasn't getting paid, I'd still be writing bars. I'd still be doing yeah. all this, like, because it's just, that's what I love to fucking do. Like, you know? And so like when you, well, I think when you shift your perspective to, to that sort of arena, then it's, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like, then you remember, Oh, like this is, this is not work to me. This is just something that I, yeah. like I volunteer to do. You yeah. Know? Find something you enjoy. Yeah. Do it with passion. Yeah. And you know, along the way you may find that that passion people other people will yeah. see it acknowledge it and they'll they'll be willing to like you know buy that from you they'll, they'll want to be a part of it and you can turn that passion into yeah. um a potential lifelong career right yeah and and uh, one last thing before i give up the mic is it's sort of like playing football like uh, so i every you know uh in the in the fall and spring time i play uh i play flag football or touch football um and uh there's nothing like there's nothing there's no necessity to go do it i just want to go do it i just like playing yeah. playing ball right um but i know that I, every sunday morning i gotta drag my ass out of bed i gotta get up no matter what i did the night before i gotta get up yeah you were good about it this past season too. yeah i, like, I tried to be <laughs> yeah, yeah i remember I that one out. i remember one day it was like raining like fucking yeah. crazy yeah. and you were still like yeah okay, yeah i gotta I go, go do, do it. it yeah because yeah. <laughs> it's what i it's what i love to fucking do you know um and so as as effortless as that feels like that's that's how i'm starting to view all the other things that i actually want to do is it's not work it's just it's something that i volunteer to to do so yeah i already went on and on about no that, no but, that was good though i think yeah. that was um uh you have to say these things out loud sometimes in order to both hold yourself accountable and you say it to someone who like you you know respect or you you admire because you know that person will also hold you accountable along the way too yeah. Um, so no, no, that was, that was great Yeah. for me. What about you? I think, uh, if I were to use one word to kind of sum it up, it would be discipline, right? Mm. I don't know if I heard 
this somewhere or if I could give myself credit maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe this is just like how you just try to slide yeah. that, uh, <laughs> maybe it's just a collection credit. of thoughts I heard uh, you know, I put together along the way but sure. like dis- having discipline is the greatest promise that you can make yourself right mm. and okay. the promises that you make to yourself are the most important ones to keep mm. so if I look at you know even if I just rewind and look at 2019 which we'll do later once we get into the show I would say in 2019 there are a lot of promises that I made myself that I didn't keep mm-hmm. that I'm like, you know, when I look back at the year, I'm like disappointed. Like mm. I wanted to do that thing. Yeah. I didn't do that thing. Yeah. Right. I, whether it's, I wanted to finish that book and I didn't finish it. I wanted to learn this particular skill and I didn't learn it. I wanted to, um, you know, travel more, eat better, spend less, whatever it may be. And there are things that I didn't do that for me, not even just, you know, a 2020 resolution, but just like uh, a way of, a new way of living, right? Where it's, you know, the promises that I make myself, I plan to view or value those as the most important ones to keep. Yeah. Um, And obviously, you know, I want to keep promises I make to other people, but I think I'm going to be more selective about those promises. That and like, you know, if you can't even keep the promises to yourself, how do you expect to keep promises to other people? And then, you know, a lot of times it's, sometimes you just fall into this way of living, right? Where, you know, you do so much for other people like you promise somebody, yeah, I'll do that thing for you. Or yeah, I'll be there. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. Yeah. And you keep those promises. Why? Because you want to other people to view you as someone that's trustworthy, yeah. right? But the little promises you make yourself, you yeah. don't keep. And it's like, yeah. it's funny the way that works. And I think that's maybe what I'm guilty of. Yeah. So if I'm holding myself accountable now, it would be having discipline and enough discipline to keep those promises that I make myself and, you know, making sure those are the most important ones. Hey, what do we do here on the Fate Podcast? We give you guys motivation. Hey, 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 starting the new year off great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to you in uh, 2020. Uh, we, the New Year's has already passed, clearly. Um, but, uh, you know, through just scheduling as well as, you know, you feel a little under the weather slash I just had other shit I had to do yeah. in the moment. Uh, so so that's why we uh, we took our time and bring this to you. But uh, nonetheless, we persevere and we will deliver that hot shit as we usually do. Uh, we're just going to run through. And honestly, we're not even going to have any sort of like order to this. There's not going to be any coherent sort of like categories. We're just going to talk about 2019 and fuck it. While, while we're at it, let's talk about the fucking decade. We just passed. Uh, you know, it used to be a big thing. Why isn't it a big thing anymore? You know, you go from like, so for instance, when we went from. Remember Y2K? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> lost their shit uh, with Y2K, you know. Um, but to be perfectly honest, what with the jump from 2009 to 2010. I, honestly, I didn't really even notice that was even a thing. I was like, wait, aren't they just isn't. Damn. Yeah. yeah <laughs> You're right. I didn't let's really, see. it didn't register let's to see. me I back then. I graduated high school in 2007. Mm-hmm. So 2009, I'm two years out of high school, probably fucking around, just like dating some girl. Yeah. Not really. I think maybe that was like my like freshman or sophomore year in college. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I don't remember it being like a thing. Nobody does. Nobody remembers what happened New Year's Eve <laughs> of 2009 going into 2010. Um, 
Actually, I lied. I do know exactly where I was. Uh, I, I'd rather not talk about it. Those were darker days. <laughs> 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 I was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was in a relationship, and I did not want to be in that relationship, and I was looking for any and all exits to <laughs> exit stage left. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so yeah, but um, going from one decade to the other, man, I think is um, it's really unique because when you look at how that decade started and then where we end up, it really is kind of like, wait, that happened? Like, you know, we did that back then? And it was just like, it's just 10 years ago. That's yeah. not that long ago. It's not. Uh, yeah. Y2K was big, 2009, 2010. Yeah, it was uh, not so, big at But all. this one feels yeah. big. Yeah, this feels Maybe because the numbers are just nicer and smoother, right? 2020. It just... Aesthetically, yeah, perfect it's, vision. Aesthetically, hey. it's more pleasing. Yeah. Uh, so you know what's funny? Uh, what is it? Is it March? Let's see. Uh, no, April. Uh-huh. I get. I get my months fucked up. April, twenty twenty, or April twentieth of twenty twenty. It'll be like the whole month will be four twenty. Oh, that'll be fucking yeah. crazy. Everybody showing up. The Not word. just a day. The Thanks. whole month. Do you, do you actually celebrate four twenty? Uh, I don't. Yeah. But this. Year, I don't find a need to. This year and. and one thing that, and I've already, it's not like a New Year's resolution thing. One thing I just kind of like naturally started to do was mm-hmm. drift away from uh, like drinking mixed drinks, right? Mm. Like, oh, so the, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I stopped drinking cranberry and yeah. vodkas when I was 14, <laughs> you know? My no, balls just first last year. Just, like, just last year. Uh, <laughs> it's you like, stopped <laughs> drinking though. Now, Whenever I see or hear a grown man yeah. order a cranberry and vodka, yeah, yeah, unless he's Russian, no, no, you know what? I can't. I I'm, can't. I'm like, what the unless fuck? He's Russian. Why? Why? Unless because vodka is like it's like water in right. Russia, right? Yeah. And if you're gonna drink vodka and you're gonna mix it with something, cranberry is just it's like the no, no, no. Here's that. I'm not gonna. It's I, it's the go to. I'm not gonna poo poo anybody else's drinks because I'll be the first to tell you I'll drink the shit out of a mix. Yeah, you'll drink, drink a care. pumpkin spice latte. I'll do it. Uh, fucking yeah. brew at, Bring it. at some micro yeah. brewery. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. With with my scarf on. Yeah. Uh, when it's it's not really that cold you, out. Yeah. Your choice of yeah. beverages. <laughs> uh, I, I don't care. Uh, but what I what I will tell suspect. you is for no 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 not at all. I, mm-hmm. Look because I do drink the entire spectrum. So for Christmas I actually got sounds weird. The uh, for hear me out. For Christmas I got the. No, uh, I mean the, I drink the entire spectrum. Yeah. I drink the, the spectrum of uh, spirits. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't like the way it sounds. Okay, <laughs> all right, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> Continue. <anymore. laughs> um, for Christmas, I got um, uh, this really nice scotch. Uh, mm-hmm. is, it, is it Oban? 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 I do not know. I don't know. Whatever. Say uh, it with confidence. Go with it. Oban. Yeah. Bam. No. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the brand's name. But now. It, w- it was a Game of Thrones themed. Yeah, yeah, you showed uh, that to bottle. me. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Have uh, you found a moment to? Yeah, crack yeah, open I did. Nice. I did. Smooth, smooth as fuck. Um. So I, I like drinking scotch and just straight up too. Uh, yeah. no, no, no ice, no nothing, right? So, I, hey, look, I can drink my pumpkin spice beer uh, as well as my cranberry vodka. But hey, hey, sign me up for that fucking scotch too. Straight up, no rocks. It's time you make it. Make a decision now. Why do I have gotta, to make a decision? Gotta, you gotta pick a side. I, no, I don't. No. <laughs> You gotta pick a side. Fuck, is this is this shirts and skins? The like t- what the fuck? The time is now. The time is now. Pick a side. You can't uh, have you can't have your cake and eat it too. I I've always this hated that saying. This yeah. is what we can do. Because uh, you literally can. You can eat some of it and have the rest later. Yeah. That entire saying is stupid. Oh, you know what? Literally, I just got that saying. 
you can have your cake and eat it too. Meaning that if you eat the cake, then you won't have the cake anymore. I just understood that. You never never understood that before. I always Whoa. just I always wondered like I guess that's but but hey, here's the on. thing. Don't tell me there's not sayings out there that you hear it and you're just like, sure, I'll just repeat it because it sounds nice. But I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about with that thing. I, there are some that are just like stupid. Some I don't really understand. But that one is pretty, pretty straightforward. Like if you eat the cake, I, I you just can't never have I, it. I never put have it that later. much thought into it. So I never. If people would say, "I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah." That's but it. but it's stupid because <laughs> you can eat some of it. Yeah. So you can have some of your cake and but have the theory, rest later. You wouldn't have the amount that you ate, so you can't have that cake and eat it too. Like you have the cake that you still have left over, sure. But you don't have as much cake as you started with. You already ate that. Yeah, but who the fuck? <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, 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 we're getting too lost in the weeds on these. If somebody were to say that to me and really, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You ungrateful son of a bitch. You had some now. You can have the rest later. Be grateful. You. <laughs> All right, before rain fucking blows a gasket, hit me with the fucking either a 2019 or a 2010s. Uh, something that you just just right, went over the fucking hot. moon for. What was the best mm. Hollywood scandal mm. of 2019? Hollywood scandal. Fuck. Uh, I can't recall. I don't know what. You gotta. You know, there's there's some Harvey Weinstein shit. No, nah, nah, nah. Harvey Weinstein was like that was like 18. But did Matt Lauer happen in 2019? No, nah, that, that was also that uh, was also the Lori Laughlin college tuition scandal. Oh, actually, yeah, that, that, was, that was a big the, one, yeah, that right? Was really big one, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that was yeah, a good one. Yeah, that was really good. Um, did you watch the uh, Golden Globes last night? I watched a bit of it because we were watching the playoff games, and then uh, and then it just naturally segued yeah. into the uh, the thing. So I saw a little bit of Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais's opening monologue was funny. It, it was it, awkward. It, it was because it was like so awkward for everybody because you could tell he really just didn't give a fuck. Oh, he gave yeah. no fucks. Um, I do like the fact that he pointed out the hypocrisy of like the Academy and having him host, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, but with, not uh, but Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart not being yeah, able yeah. to host the Oscars for yeah, controversial that's, comments. Exactly. That's what. But and, that's what I'm saying because everybody just was like, <laughs> yeah. Also, that's true. So, yeah, super true. But his joke about Lori Laughlin was hilarious. He's yeah, like, he was talking about how he arrived in his plate. limousine just like everyone's else's limousine. His license plate was made by Lori Laughlin, <laughs> who. Uh, so some news is broke saying that oh, she, no 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 uh, Felicity Huffman, Felicity Huffman. That's who he. That's who he. Yes uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know who it is. Are both of them going to jail or just one of them? So far, it's just, uh, well, Felicity Huffman, I think she already, she did like four days. So I don't think. Uh, yeah. So Lori Laughlin's the one who's going to be spend a little bit more time. No, I have no idea what time she's spending. But I think they're still deciding that now. She got gotcha. nothing. I don't think so. But, uh, news has broke that she has been hiring. Um, so, so far she's hired, uh, uh, I believe it's like a linguist. Uh, someone who like, is teaching her prison lingo. No. Yes. And this, this is all true. That's hilarious. And I, I think her like, PR team has confirmed it. So she's hired people to teach her like prison lingo. You know what they should do? They should turn this into a fucking reality show. Yeah. Because it's not to, like her jail well, time's actually going to do anything. Like, I mean, you're spending you like know, a week in fucking jail. Who gives a shit? Oh, you know, this is all being documented, right? She's got, if, Maybe. if she's smart, if she's, she's smart. She did. <laughs> she, she's got a video team with her recording her the days to incarceration, right? Yeah. And she's going to have a team. Doing like fucking there, there sit-ups and push-ups. There are content around it. You know, she her learning prison lingo. Yeah. Uh, she's also hired a... Um, or something. Yeah. She, she's also Prison hired tattoo. a, uh, I believe, a, a mixed martial art 
Combat specialist? Holy shit. Let's go uh, put somebody the, in a the, fucking triangle. This is joke. also true. It's also true. Um, to prepare her of how to, uh, teaching her how to survive in prison in the fact that she gets into uh, an altercation. <laughs> you know, she knows some hand to hand combat. That's uh, fucking hilarious. Yeah, this is. Yeah, you don't get any crazy. funnier than that. Yeah. But I do think the college tuition scandal was. Uh, one of the biggest scandals of 2019 and like just how large it was and how many people were participating in it. Um, all these famous rich people essentially paying for their kids to get into the most. Wait, is that your, that's your thing? That's my thing. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. No, no, yeah, I think that's 100% right because it, it, it kind of rocked Hollywood in the way that as much as Hollywood can get rocked, right? It honestly wasn't that big of a deal. Like it's a big deal as in you have all these rich entitled people who are essentially paying for their kids to get into colleges they don't deserve to get into. But what's new in our yeah. fucking society? Um, but for Hollywood, it was like one of the first times you can really like it, it was like they did it and didn't get away with it. Yeah. Like or at they least were somewhat like didn't people's get away names with it. were actually being called out yeah. and like, you know, these people were being well being held accountable somewhat, right? They were arrested, they were, you know, brought to trial, they were indicted, and they maybe Felicity Huffman just had to do a few days, but uh we're kind of used to seeing rich people, celebrities, politicians, just, you know, a little slap on the wrist, a little, you know, finger pointing. Hey, hey don't do that. Hey, do hey. do that. Don't. <laughs> be, be more secret next time. Right. Um, but this like there was a little bit of accountability there. Um, but as we thought would happen, did happen, you know, after just a few months, no one really cared anymore. Right. There's, there's like more news. And yeah. uh, I highly doubt that system was fully dismantled. It probably just went when you know zero dark 30 and, and it's gonna emerge <laughs> It'll elsewhere. pop back up and another yeah. with a new new company name you know new exactly. shell company. <laughs> yeah now they're just gonna you know put it in some llc in a shell company overseas and yeah they're just gonna find better ways to do it yeah um so one of my moments or at least one of my uh I, i'm gonna hand out an award and i'm just randomly handing this out I, i'm not even intending to start anything it's just sure. i just want to hand Trophies. out an award uh yeah i know right drake um the dumbest person of the year. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you gotta get some motherfucking uh, yeah. sound effects teed yeah, up. Yeah, this, this is uh, a good one. Well, I don't even know what what sound effects would I use. Drop a user, bomb right? on uh, yeah, dumb, uh, dumbest person of yeah. twenty nineteen. Hey, hey, because this is a hard thing to uh, to, to to lead the pack on. Uh, but I think there's one person that's a clear candidate. Can I guess? No, you know who it is. Antonio Brown. Yeah, of course it is. Yes, of course it <laughs> is. Why wouldn't it be? It's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Yo, I've never, I have never seen a collapse like this, short of somebody doing something that was. Now, obviously, he's under investigation for doing something illegal, right? Uh, and that should not be understated. That adds to just how stupid he is. But for somebody to talk their way out of was twenty million dollars guaranteed. Can't, you and you all he had to your do way out of twenty million dollars. All he had to do was play one game, one fucking game. Just start the season. The Just start season. the fucking season with the uh, the uh, Oakland Raiders was now, but shall, shall not be in the future. Yeah, uh, the oh, just play one, one fucking, fucking game, game for the Oakland Raiders. Even if he only played one minute of the first quarter and ran one route, all he had to do was show up to the stadium, That's it. get dressed. Be present on the field you know when how, the game starts. You know and you would have twenty one million dollars guaranteed. Do you know how narcissistic and self indulgent you have to be in order to say, "I want." I'm such a narcissist that I can't just keep my mouth shut for like 
a month just for $20 million. That's all yeah. you got to do. That's literally all you have to do is just not say anything crazy, not do anything too crazy. And and it's not even not even that you can't even say or do anything crazy. It's just don't do anything that crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Don't fucking try to uh, uh, choke your, what do you try to choke uh, Mike Mayock or some shit or whoever the fuck you try to choke on the team. And then he called Mike Mayock a, a cracker. And yeah. It's just like, like, I understand. Like, there, there are people who are going to make the argument like, oh, like, you know, they look at the NFL as like the new slave system and all this. But if I had to keep my mouth shut for just one fucking like month, oh yeah, to make twenty M's, yeah, I don't know. I what, what smoke who, you say who, when Debo come around? I'll be quiet. When he not around, I'll be talking again, right? If I was Antonio Brown, when Mike Mayock come around, I'll be quiet. As soon as I get that twenty one million, I'll be talking again. Yo, I I just don't. It's it's and and then not only that, and I guess you could argue that his time with the Patriots. It was still his fault. Let's know that's under no. We're not arguing about that. But it was, uh, it was an allegations of uh, of him. Um, uh, the sexual assault sexual allegations assault, that uh, had come assault. out. Yeah, I was, I was about to just, uh, say rape, but I don't think it was a rape. I think it was uh, sexual assault. Was the yeah. actual? Uh, uh, apparently, he uh, nutted <laughs> on her back. Unwarranted. Uh, Jesus Christ. Which, and you know what? Honestly, ugh. if you if you if you would have just sounds messy. Yeah, it just sounds not pleasant and for, uh, for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um but if you were to tell me the month before that that he did that, I'd have been like, All right, let me let me see some evidence. I need to see something. And she had evidence, so she she had receipts. Um She had like and granted, there has been no uh uh, he hasn't been found guilty. No, uh, I, I, they're still investigating. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, this is all alleged, right? And what she has alleged, are like yeah, text sure. messages and emails to where he's just um, yeah, he's his being fucking grammatical. Yeah, yeah. The crime isn't <laughs> what he did. It's the grammar he used in that email. Uh, he sh- you got to at least do 30 days uh. at... <laughs> DeVry or one of those online universities but he still has even if the university is 100% online he should have to do 30 days <laughs> no, no, on no, no, campus no 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 it has to be uh, yeah it has to be in person because uh, I would not trust that dude yeah. with an online class with, with that uh, guy from what was it like uh, I think it was like Forrester University he's like what are you doing you're sitting there on the couch you're not doing nothing pick up the phone call Forrester University you got no job what are you doing fuck that guy but he should be t- he he should have to teach the class too. No, absolutely. Um, so uh, with the Patriots, so he, he got the, he, that sort of came along when he was on the Patriots. Now I think he was going to get something like, it was like nine or 10 million. I think nine mil. Guaranteed. Yeah. If he would have just uh, played, well, he, no, he did play in one game. I think he made, might have had to play either the season or I don't know. Yeah, some, so somehow, some way or another, he yeah. also but, so basically got out of he, he, he talked himself or fucked himself out of twenty one million dollars guaranteed, right? Ended up getting another opportunity with the Patriots, um, which you know if the Patriots had him on their team, they might be in a different position right now, right? He might be yeah. uh, making a Super Bowl run, right? Yeah. Um, and then more just stupid shit he's doing off the field uh, gets him in trouble, and and I, I think he did recoup a portion of that nine million, but. Compared to what you could have received, it's you're still an idiot. Even if you yeah. walk away with four million dollars, yeah. right, which is a lot of money to some people, the fact that you could have had twenty one million guaranteed yeah. plus endorsement deal money with all of the brands that have dropped him, it's like you're a fucking idiot. So yes, he's the uh, he's the dumbass of twenty nineteen for sure. Yeah, I don't think anyone can well, compete. Uh, look, man, and and that's that's 
uh, that's saying a lot because you know we Donald Trump is our president, so you know he, on every day he's saying something beyond yeah. stupid. So. But the crazy thing is Donald Trump, even though he's talking himself into these investigations, right? He also talked himself into a presidency. Um, <laughs> So he talked himself into opportunity and money and all that stuff, right? <laughs> Fucking Antonio Brown well, okay. talked himself that, out of that it. That might just be white privilege because he's failing. Oh, yeah, 100% white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100% white privilege. But and, he talked himself uh, into being the president, and uh, he's in a lot of trouble right now. But, you know, right now you can't uh, you can't indict a sitting president. So he's good. You can, however, fire a dumbass wide receiver. <laughs> For <laughs> for doing dumb shit off the field. Yeah, nah, most definitely. Um, all right, so let, let's just uh, you know, since we haven't talked about it yet, let's talk about some TV and film shit. Uh, hit me with uh, what was your let's uh, what did we just do? We just did 2019. So mm-hmm. let's let's jump to the decade. What was your what was your favorite? Um, not even moment. Let's go with show. Let's just, let's talk about shows real quick. What was your favorite show from? And I don't know why I slurred those words, but what was your favorite show from? the 2010s oh man it's uh i have to give you a list okay short list okay yeah um the shows that i watched and i genuinely had a love for so much so that like you fall in love with the stories they're telling the characters um the actors and the actresses and in real life you follow these people because of what whether it's like the impact they had on you emotionally creatively uh inspirationally whatever impact they had on you mm-hmm. um you follow the show you follow the characters the writers the directors and so on and so on so my list i'd have to go with um house mm, okay strong one yeah you i came think up the gate strong yeah i, like I, th- it. I think that series because we have all of these other hospital when did, when did we that house that into like 2012 I, yeah, I think it was early it was like 2012 yeah yeah um you know, you've got Grey's Anatomy. You had ER. Uh, I think there was like one other big one in there. No, fuck all those shows. Um, uh, you went to House because Hugh Laurie is just Hugh Laurie, phenomenal yeah. actor. Um, yeah. and then the cast, uh, the supporting cast on that show. We we yeah, saw you know a lot of actors come and go. You know, we were introduced to Olivia Wilde. I think that was her first introduction. No, she. Uh, I remember she was in. A, I couldn't. I can't tell you specifically off the top of my head, but I remember when she was on the show. I was like, "Oh shit, Olivia Wilde's on the show." Yeah, like it was like a. It was like a. I can't believe she's on a show versus. Really? Oh, oh well, I wasn't familiar with her before that, yeah, but like yeah. that was my introduction to her, and sure. to see like all the things that she's doing now, it's just like you know the talent that has come through that show. Yeah. Um, Omar Epps. Yeah. Uh, who's the uh, who's Australia guy? Who's now on all the fucking like rescue? Yes, uh, uh, he's on like Chicago PD, Chicago, I think. And, it's called. Yeah, um, I don't know his name. Uh, it's like but, Jesse something. <laughs> Juicy Smollett. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talk about things. Chicago PD in, uh, yeah. in 2019. <laughs> that is a big scandal too. Didn't but, that happen in 2019? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Juicy Smollett. Juicy. Uh, <laughs> so, House for me was one of the one of the most impactful shows. Mm-hmm. I think we were given uh, Breaking Bad, which to me goes down as the top five or in the top five greatest shows of all time. Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan uh, Cranston, uh, sorry, Brian Cranston, Brian right? Cranston. Brian Cranston's yeah. performance in that show was, I mean, I think that show, it's gonna, that's going to last a lifetime. That is a legacy right there, right? Yeah. As an actor, you want that one character, that one show, that one performance, whatever it may be to um, not necessarily define you. Like You want to be known for other things, of course, but, 
that is his legacy. If is he if he's left anything aside from his family and his wife and his children, right? <laughs> Breaking Bad, it's like yeah. you put together you you your performance 10, 20, 30 years from now, when you're dead and gone, people will still be able to watch that and say, Wow, that was phenomenal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were also giving given uh Game of Thrones, of course. Yeah. Uh again, uh, one of the on my top five list of all time. Um, unfortunately, top five, top five, top five, top five of course. Um, unfortunately, I, I wish we were to see a little bit more from them outside of Game of Thrones because it seems like a lot of them are not really doing much. Uh, no, to, to, uh, well, well, yeah, we we, we, we just got a trailer today for a New Mutants, or it was which today, features uh, uh, Maisie Williams. Williams. Yeah. Um, I hope she does not follow in <laughs> <laughs> in her uh, on camera or on screen sister so what is it is it sophie sophie turner sophie turner because sure. uh, her performance in um uh, X-Men, the most recent uh, x-men dark film dark phoenix yeah. was was, it, was her performance because i never I didn't the movie was shit and her performance was, was, <laughs> was shit too so uh, Maisie, please carry the yeah, weight and, and for and all it, of your co-workers you know who are not really delivering outside of game of thrones but game of thrones was epic well you, you, and here's where you like people are, are like kind of assholes right because game of thrones sucks the way it ended sucks the performances that were given in that show fucking were phenomenal fucking phenomenal right even even in season eight which people love to fucking shit on right you, one thing you cannot knock from season eight still the performances were out of this fucking world like so when you say it's sophie turner i think her uh i think for as um uh what's her name uh what's her character's name um fucking uh not catelyn stark uh uh fuck Damn, what was her name? Has it been that long? No, it has not. Uh, <laughs> um, Arya, no, yeah, Arya, and then Sansa, Sansa, Sansa yes. Stark. I think of her playing Sansa Stark. She did. She murdered that role yeah. because by the by the time you get to season eight, you, she she everything's been done to her. Yeah, so she just has this sort of f- fucking like pessimistic view of the world and she's kind of a dick to everybody but she's also really smart and like she's nailed the fucking role and even her interactions with like Daenerys just in those brief interactions they had they were some of the best moments in Game of Thrones like where they're both kind of being fake nice to each other and shit and it it, it was really like mesmerizing so people love to hate on Game of Thrones but then they go to other shit and they do other things and you're like this wasn't as good (laughs) yeah and maybe it's because like when someone has given you like greatness right yeah you kind of have a tendency to expect that all the way through and everything else that they do right and and while yes i mean you're as an actor the goal is to give a great performance in everything that you do but not you're not going to love every character that a certain actor plays as much as you love others. Right. right. See, I, I don't necessarily believe that. I, I think you're right to a certain degree, but I think a lot of it also has to do with the director. Or yeah, of course. Runners, the writing, the director, uh, being, being able to mine that out of the actors. Sometimes with the role, sometimes there really is nothing there. Yeah. Like there's, there's not, there's not a great character. There's no to rich talk storytelling no story yeah. or anything. Sometimes you just have to just I just you, you have to find a way to extract that out of the uh out of out of the actors uh actor actress and uh I think that Game of Thrones is I think a ge- a good example of that of yeah. they were able even even if you have whatever issues with the story they were always able to mine uh uh great uh uh great uh, performances out of all of their actors and actresses. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, don't mind and, the dog barking yep, in the background. Got a dog in the background. Yeah. Uh, and that's not to take anything away from them. Uh, Game of Thrones, again, uh, those actors and actresses who t- uh, played a role in that 
in the making of that show um legacy cemented you know I yeah, think, yeah yeah uh yeah, hall of fame yeah the gentleman who played john snow uh why is his name not coming to me uh damn why am i forgetting all their names all of a yeah. sudden it's because you're asking me. That's why I'm now. Uh, he yeah. played it in the, the. I can remember the fucking movie he made, but I can't remember <laughs> John F. Donovan. I can remember um, John Snow is Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Yeah. Um, uh, what was her name? Who played? Damn. <laughs> See, I, I feel like now that we're going down, this, I'm going to. Who played Daenerys Targaryen? Oh, uh, Emily Clark. Emily Clark. Yeah. Um, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, I think their performances will forever be remembered. Right. Yeah. Um, so again, so far, I give you House. Uh, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Um, I got to throw in the blacklist in there. Really? The blacklist. For me. Never watched a single episode. Uh, phenomenal show. Huh. Okay. Sometimes it can be cheesy. Sometimes <laughs> it can be corny, I know it was definitely cheesy. It's a, but it just looked cheesier than the commercials. If, if I were to give. So. Uh, I gotta pull up his name too. He he was he he played yeah, Robert California uh, James Spader. James Spader yeah. So James Spader, his performance as Raymond Reddington, yeah. I liken it to um, Amelia Clark's performance uh, as Daenerys. Daenerys Targaryen or um, the uh, the actress who played uh, Lannister. The Lannister oh uh, fuck, what's her name? Um, yeah, why are we forgetting? I don't all these, I, like we so know long. their fucking <laughs> names. Hold on, I, I got you. Keep, keep uh, it's not so. There's Jamie Lannister. There's Cersei. Yeah, Cersei. But yeah. you mean the actress? Right? Yes. What is her name? Put, I'll get, grab her name for me. Uh, so her performance as Cersei, I think, is one of the most incredible performances in Game of Thrones. Um, James Spader as Raymond Reddington, he accomplished that in the blacklist like you have to watch the show you're gonna fall in love Lena, with this character Lena, uh hedy yeah hedy yeah i believe it's Lena hedy uh but you're gonna fall in love with james reddington's character it's fucking phenomenal um so for i gotta get a fifth one in here a fifth show that fucking just hmm i may have to sit on that one okay yeah i feel like my list is so rich right yeah. now the fifth one has to be meaningful Give me give give me a few of yours. Uh, did I? I've really only got one right now. I mean, you you've listed I think uh, about two, maybe even th- well, probably three of mine that are like okay, those are those are those would be on my top five list. Uh, so there's 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 one that I can think of off the top of my head right now that it's it's just like my God, uh, you know, I can't believe more people don't watch this or didn't watch this show. Uh, is uh, my number one is Mr. Robot. I think. I think hands down, uh, yeah. it is the best uh, show of the decade um, for so many fucking reasons uh, in that it was innovative in that even just the way it was shot, the style it was shot, it was, uh, I think it was, it was innovative. Nobody else is really doing a lot of the things that um, Sam Esmo was, uh, has done with uh, Mr. Robot, stylistically speaking. Um, but then also the story, um, it was just this really tightly wound uh, story that... Um, uh, was never very like veered off course. You know, it was always sort of it. It knew what it wanted to be always. And then uh, thirdly, uh, it, it spoke to men- mental health, which I, I feel like on TV it's sort of. Um, it, I, I feel like a lot of the times it's it's like the B story. Uh, you know, in in any you know t- uh show or movie, it's always kind of like the B story that. 
there's usually something else going on and mental health is kind of thrown in there just at the end of like, hey, this person's crazy or, you know, this person has this or that or whatever. And that's what it is. But this show tells you basically from the start what it is. And it, you just see this struggle the entire time. Uh, and when you get to the end, it's so rewarding when you get to the end because like it's it's the thing that they're trying to show you was just in your face the entire time and they told you about it and you just were kind of like ah but you know let me ignore that um and and in that final season of mr robot they had four seasons of it um uh it when you get to the end of it or when you when you're in that final season they show you some things in that final season that you're like i don't know if i should be uncomfortable with this or i don't know if i should be on board with it um and then they get to the final episode and you're like fuck man like you know they made me question a lot of things and now i understand why they made me question a lot of things like of like how you should even feel about your protagonist how you should feel about your your quote-unquote hero right because we have a lot of heroes out there that do a lot of fucked up shit that we just excuse away because they're our heroes you know like i'm just gonna ignore it because you know you're 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 my person you're my guy um so anyways so, so that show uh for for all those reasons uh was my number one my second up man um I gotta get about give it up to this guy, man. I I I personally think he he still got kind of done a wrong uh, a raw deal, but um, I think well, he produced. Can I guess? Yeah. Can I guess? Sure, sure. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, my guy Francis Underwood. Oh no 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 no! You think fucking Kevin Spacey got done a raw deal? Yes. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. So no, Kevin Spacey I, I do believe... deserves every bit of whatever he's fucking getting right now. I love outside I loved, of the TV lo- show. I loved. I love. Yes. I love Frank Underwood. I think he's one of the greatest characters in the history of television. Probably top two or three. And and like I'm even putting him a, a little bit even above. Uh, I think. He, I think Kevin Spacey did a better job with Frank Underwood than Brian Cranston did with Breaking Bad. I think he was. He, mm. I, I think he was a better. I'd have to examine than, that a bit further in order to come on. Uh, where where else are we knocking on the uh, on the table? What, yes. Like, what does that and, mean? <laughs> and if there's one thing, I I literally have like picked that up. Yeah, like, like as a thing where you're about yeah. to get up, you're like, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I do that all the time, and like other people notice it, and I do think I picked that up from yeah from w- that weird show. habit to pick up. But yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, so if Steve Jobs were to get in some, you know, some trouble, right? Some uh, trouble to the liking of Kevin Spacey, right? Would they just ask, no more Apple, no more Apple, no more no, iPhones. That's because no more, Apple is different. No more Apple, it, right? So notice, no, how, no, no, no. notice how they Take didn't the man stop. To trial. No, notice how they didn't stop. Uh, but they took uh, away the best part. Yeah, okay, well, then he shouldn't have been a fucked up person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just say, you know what? It's like, look, it's like, look, they, you, no, you know, they we, should have put him on house yeah. arrest, something like that, right? All right. And they you, just did episodes you, from his house. Yeah, you, you, no, or like, you can film, and then as soon as you're done filming, you Go gotta bring up. your nasty ass back in the house. No, Kevin. but we, we talked about this. We were like, the dude, and I, and I, and I feel terrible because I, I don't even think it was this guy. I think it might have been somebody else that was accusing him at the time. I think he's had multiple accusations, and I might be getting that wrong. I, I, I can't remember, but, uh, but I think the gentleman who, one of the gentlemen who was accusing him, did pass away i think uh uh uh, more recently um so i i I don't want to i don't want to be crude because of that but i think at the time we were like yo you couldn't passed away um, like suicide or yeah 
Um, but we'll, we'll digress. All right, we'll move on for that. Yeah. But uh, I, I had a no, joke. No, no, just keep, no, just keep I had it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. I wanted to yeah. make, but <laughs> keep it. Keep it. Um, Positive vibes in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Kevin Spacey's second post as Francis Underwood? I look. It's creepy as fuck. I love that. But I am into it. I fucking love it. Here's why I love it, right? He did a fucked up thing. He did yeah. a dirtbag thing, yeah. right? Not even a dirtbag thing. That dude's a, they, he's the worst, dude, like, in all honesty. Because he, he epitomizes, like, the whole Hollywood thing of, oh, I could just do whatever the fuck I want. And if you say something, I'm just going to say, who? Who are you? <laughs> I don't know you. Does it look like I, Kevin Spacey, would do something like that? No. Come on. Yeah. yeah. He did it. I'll I'll leave it at he did a dirtbag thing, right? But I I do think, and this is where society can be like hypocritical at times, right? To some, we'll hold certain people to such high regard for their sins, right? You know, or we hold them to such high regard, and when they commit sins, we want to like publicly vilify them and destroy them and tear them down, and um, because we put them up on such a high plateau, right? Sure. Um. In other situations, you know, we let people slide. Like, we, we pick and choose, right? Yeah. And so, again, I'm not saying... I'm not giving Kevin Spacey a pass here, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that in, 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 in a lot of cases, if you do something... In, in even the Antonio Brown situation with the Patriots, right? The allegations that happened about, you know, his sexual misconduct happened off the field. And it's like should that really stop someone from being able to to play right should should antonio should the patriots really have let antonio brown go yeah. from playing football for something he did off the field no, absolutely yeah it should see i i don't i don't can agree I, can i give you a very basic example of yeah. why remember the uh the pastor who uh he was running a marathon and uh he slapped the reporter's uh ass as he was jogging by yeah yeah uh he he he, he should have lost his job like, like you, you, you don't get to do that. Did he lose his job? Yeah, he, he did. He's, he's not. To my knowledge, he's no longer at the church he's at, or whatever the fuck it was. Right? You know, I wanted to talk about that on one of our previous shows. Yeah. Um. Oh god. Yeah. About to say some wild. Well, so something oh, funny. <laughs> some people are gonna think I'm an asshole. Oh, no. Um. Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. Some things don't change, right? <laughs> so new decade. Who this? <laughs> her comment afterwards was, it was um. I had to digest it for a second, right? Because she was like, he took my power. In that moment, he took my power away from me. And what gives him the right? And it's kind of like, he didn't take your fucking power. No, no, okay, imagine this, imagine this, imagine this. Uh, You're you're at the... No, no, I get it. No, 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 listen, listen, listen. Listen, fucking take your power. Listen, listen, listen. Great way to capitalize on the moment, though. Fair enough. You're at the... And I like how I have like a example on the example, but uh, you're at uh, the pride parade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're just you're enjoying it, you're doing it, and then somebody comes around and just gives you a little dick tap, right? And just keeps keeps it pushing. So Would you not feel like somebody at least in some way yeah. took a little how bit of well? Pride? Do you know me? Well, no, no, not at all. It's just it's just a random. Me? No, it's just a random uh, person. So I was at the um the gay pride parade in I think this is in New York City, maybe like 2016, 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get a dick tap, yeah. but walking down the street with one of my friends who's lesbian and we were there, you know, I'm, I'm heterosexual, right? And <laughs> I like how you have to, no, no. So, you have to 
<laughs> Make sure everybody knows. I, I just, well, I just no, for, for, for a reason, right? So okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. I want to paint a picture here. Sure, sure, sure. So, like, I'm there in total support. Mm-hmm. I'm there to have a good time with great people, right? Yeah. Um, at some point, dude comes up, smacks my butt, right? Yeah. It didn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't angry with him. I, I, you know, I didn't get upset. I didn't, like, confront him because he was walking the other direction. I'm walking one direction. Smacks my ass. And he's like, woo, gay pride. And I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. Like, you know, I'm just going to let it go just because, like, that's, you know, we're here for a thing. And he might have thought I was gay. Either way, it was inappropriate. But I'm just going to, like, I'm going to let it slide given the circumstance. Now, that's not what I would have expected her to do. But what if what, what if you? But were, he didn't take my power from me. He, sure. He what, what if you were technically sexually assaulted you, me? But you weren't just at the pride parade, but you were doing a report on the pride parade. It was on camera, and you know, uh, thousands uh, of, if not tens of thousands yeah. of people. So that's why that my situation is a little bit different. Which right. I, and the only reason I brought that up is because like you were like somewhat spot on with yeah. <laughs> you know the the reference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, her situation was different. This was a live broadcast. You know, hundreds of thousands of people were watching. I, dude, I, I I don't care what the situation. I don't care if it's a, I don't care if it's a dude. I don't care if it's a woman. Yeah. I don't care what happens. Somebody just slaps my running. It's running a fucking marathon and t- decides, hey, I'm just gonna as I'm running, I'm just gonna slap your ass and just yeah. smile and then keep it pushing. You should. I'm gonna feel some anger <laughs> in, in the position he's in. Yeah. Right in a position of of he's a symbol. Right, At, he was a pastor, right? I think a pastor, pastor, preacher, preacher I don't know, fuck rabbi. I don't know Something. what the fuck is the difference. Either way, he does not. Have he's a in a position either. of influence. He's in a position. He's supposed to be like a symbol for, uh, you know, for all of the things that religion teaches, whatever the fuck that whatever. stuff is. Yeah. Whatever, whatever religion is, he's supposed to be a symbol for that. Um, so in that case, he should lose his job, right? Sure. In a case like Antonio Brown's, where there's like, you know, some sexual misconduct, a little bit of nutback. On no, off no, no. the field, he, he definitely should lose his. And, and again, I, what does that have to do listen, with scoring listen, touchdowns? Listen, 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 we're here listen, to win, baby. Listen, fair enough. Listen, the the woman trying to get the ring, the, the woman who's accused him, right? And this is like almost like perfect. She game. doesn't have to watch the Patriots listen, game. Listen, what I'm okay, fair enough. She doesn't have she, to pick him up in the fantasy draft. Listen to what draft. I'm saying to you, Jesus Christ. Now, granted, <laughs> do you pick up Antonio? If Antonio Brown sexually assaulted you, <laughs> but Tom Brady is throwing him the ball, and this is a money league. Do you? I mean, I still, I still file <laughs> the paperwork, but I, I yeah. might, I might do it after. Like, I'm gonna the, pick him up just so no yeah, one else can, and I'm gonna put him on the bench. Yeah, I might. <laughs> um, no, but uh, I think she was, a, she was a trainer, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. So wait, okay, first, and, 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 they were long time college okay. friends. They had a previous relationship. The, she was his trainer. Just blah, blah, listen, blah. listen, listen to what I'm saying. She was a trainer, uh, but if I'm not mistaken, um, or uh, she was a trainer, but they're they're tons of women who are employed and not even just women right uh just anybody who's like a trainer or whatever the last thing you want to fucking be doing is checking antonio brown for all oh, you you know you hurt your back or whatever and then you turn around and he fucking nuts on you like that's not what <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are we doing no, i agree <laughs> what I, are we doing it that's I, crazy I, I can't do agree. that that's wild I, I get you gotta go yeah you gotta especially Especially think about this, right? If they didn't let Antonio Brown go because of that, then that's basically that's basically endorsed. And I think that's the biggest problem, right? Like, so if a CEO of a company does some reckless ass shit, you might have to go. You know, a lot of them don't because you know money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if it's some really like, uh, if it's really um, 
like so for instance uh russell simmons right he he uh of, of recent uh he got hit with a lot of uh allegations. he got me too and then yeah. he got and then he had to step away from um what, def what, jam is it is it def jam uh, i don't know whatever the fuck fat farm yeah, <laughs> i think every, <laughs> i think everybody <laughs> stepped away from fat yeah. farm <laughs> <laughs> same time, like, yeah. I think we're just gonna slide out of here uh, while it gets good. Um, uh, but uh, he he had a step to uh, step aside, right? I think when when something comes up, especially with some, some well, like a company, why or a did business, he step aside though? Not because not because he really needed to, but because of the financial implications, right? You step aside to protect. What do you think? What do you your, what do you think the Patriots were doing? Do you, you think they did it because they morally were against? Whatever Antonio Brown did, no, yeah. fuck no. So yeah, they were Robert protecting... Kraft received a fucking handy yeah. <laughs> at a random fucking massage parlor. You think he gives a fuck if Antonio Brown? But so so back? so here's the thing though, right? If Robert Kraft got a you know was did he get arrested or was uh, I I actually do think I think he, he may have gotten arrested, arrested right like yeah. for um going to this. Uh, exotic asian massage parlor yeah, and we have essentially we've getting been on a handy yeah, yeah. we've been on this well but so if robert Kraft didn't have to step aside from ownership of the, the team, team right yeah. uh then for his off-field co- or off-field also, outside it's, of the it's nfl combat, thing, why yeah. does you know antonio brown and then you know for in this case with kevin spacey and i think the thing happened like years ago right years before it was, but I, I think it, it that particular case happened I think years ago. But I think there's like been a pattern of just yeah dick things that Kevin Spacey so did or not. I, I do think those things should be handled, you know, outside of whatever that person is doing. Again, on a case by case basis. Figure this out. So, so it's if, like, you, if you murder, let, somebody, let the man finish season six. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I wanted I wanted that final season with Frank Underwood just as much as anybody else did. That's why I was like. If you would have just held off a little yeah, bit until season six drop, then we, you can know, we, free, I wish his lawyers would have just rain. requested a continuation in the hearing. Like, <laughs> yeah. can we push Let's this just till October? No, but, then, but then the court of public opinion is why Netflix was like, nah, you got to go, guy. Um, but yeah, and then, and then of course, season six but of House the of show, Cards. Then people would watch trash. it just to hate. Season six is fucking horrible. It so it's like, yo, trash. It, even if people hated it, it would have been better. No, no. There's no way you add Kevin Spacey to season six of House of Cards, and it's not better. Yeah, it's it, it'll be even and, if you just added into his little stupid monologues. Even people who hated him would have watched it just to <laughs> hate it more. <laughs> yeah. Netflix, I think Netflix would still cast in. Yeah. versus having a shitty season six that no one cared about yeah. or respected. Well, uh, anyway, well, we, can, we, we can move on. We say all that to say uh, that was not actually what I was going to mention. <laughs> uh, um, what I was going to mention was actually, um, you know, I think again. In my humble opinion, I think this uh, this dude got done a wrong deal. Did he? Was he a fucking angel? No. Was he just kind of weird? Yeah. Masters of None was clearly one of the best oh, Aziz, shows. Aziz, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, he kind of got. Uh, he was sort of the the uh, the moment in the Me Too movement where it's just like. Uh, we all got to talk about this. Like, we're yeah. not just going to do this and act like this is not like debatable. Like, this yeah. is a debatable thing, and that's that very happened. true because that's when people kind of pause for a second, right? Sure. And I think a lot of like women even came to his defense, you know, in in saying that the woman who was accusing him of sexual misconduct, like, that's not this is that was not sexual misconduct. That yeah. was a bad date. 
Right? Yeah. I, and, and again, this is, and I don't want to open up those cans of worms because the Lord knows I I'll open them up. Share, Fuck it. My fair share of uh, Give it to me. conversations. Fuck about it. That. We'll do it live. It's <laughs> <laughs> still Ryan. funny. Yeah, talk about uh, crazy was, was that, that Was that in the 2010s? Yeah, that was in the 2010s. That was one of the best sound no, no, no. bites that, of 2010. That, that sound bite, I don't think happened in the 2010s, but him getting fired from Fox News definitely did happen in yeah. the 2010s. Um, but, anyways, uh, Masters of None. Um, that might be the next show I start. It's on my two watch. Oh, list. you haven't even watched it yet. I've never okay, seen that's it. why. You, okay, because if if I think if you would have watched it, you would understand exactly why I'm saying it's clearly one of the best shows of the decade. Because um, there hasn't been a show that has sort of captured what it's like to be not just a single dude in uh, in uh, America in the in the 2010s. A but a single person in the 2010s, like what dating life is like, what yeah. uh, what searching uh. for your career means, you know, like all of those things. I feel like Masters of None captures beautifully and with humor, um, and uh, he does it in in such a personal way that you can't help but like the show, like or yeah. love the show. Uh, I I remember when the first season dropped, I must have watched it like four times, like in a row, like back to back to back, because it was it's just so fucking good. And at first, when I first started the show, I didn't even. I didn't really even like Aziz. Like, I, I guess I liked him a little bit from Parks and Rec, but mm-hmm. I'm like, a full show with Aziz, uh, I don't know. I actually held off for a little bit of watching because I was like, I don't know if I want a whole show with just him. Yeah. Watched it, man, and I, I was blown away. Okay, that's going to be the next show the I start, season. for sure. The second season, he came back, man, and it was even better, you know? Yeah. And, and how many shows can you really say that, that they take that sophomore leap of being better than what they were the first season Usually it's like that first season they got like I remember watching the show uh, Heroes right mm-hmm. Heroes one of the best first seasons of any show ever second season it's like they just forgot how to write yeah it's like, it's like, like yo wait. we did good last season <laughs> everybody take the day off you know, take the week <laughs> take the month <laughs> uh, but that uh, that uh, fuck that brought me somewhere for a second. I wanted to interject Masters oh of none no. something yeah something. so. Okay. I, I like the premise of what it's like because there are a lot of shows that, uh, you know, we've got Sex in the City, right? One of like, also I think one of the best shows of the 2010s. That was the 2010s, right? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really watch the show, and I I'm leaning towards because we have some 90s episodes. So how long did Sex there were some in the 90s City? episodes? No, no. I'm I'm yeah. From it was like it's a show from the 90s. What? It was started in the 90s, guaranteed. Hundred. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but um. I do like the perspective of what it's like being a single guy. And I, I think every guy today, if you were to say, hey, hop in this hot tub time machine, movie reference, and go back to 2010, January 1, 2010, yeah. what advice would you give yourself? What advice would I give myself is do not take any woman out to dinner <laughs> unless you have a cup of coffee with her first. Right? Hmm. Okay. Because... Like when obviously 2010, I'm a very young man, right? Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm oh, a sophomore so you're in college, just blowing money. I mean, on like, everybody. because like that's what you thought yeah. you had to do. Sure. Oh, I meet a girl, I like her. I we got to go out to dinner, right? Yeah. I'll take her to dinner. I'm gonna spend way more money than I have, right? Yeah. Or than I should be spending on a dinner with someone who I likely won't even <laughs> talk to again or see yeah. again or have a second, right? And then later on in life, as you get older, you realize, let me fucking validate this <laughs> shit first, right? Yeah. So later on in life, what I started to do was like, all right, fuck all that first date. Let's go to dinner shit. Like, let's have a cup of coffee. 
right? Yeah. Let's the, talk. The pre-date interview. Yeah, let's just have a regular yeah. conversation. One cup of coffee. <laughs> if we if we like each other at the end yeah. of this cup of coffee, then maybe we can go out and have like an official dinner date or something like that, right? Yeah. But you know, let me validate this, shit first, <laughs> right? I wish I could have told myself then, hey, no dinner dates. Buy some Amazon stock. Start Amazon. <laughs> Start a company. Call it Amazon. You'd be like a decade too late. Amazon started back in like ninety nine and start Amazon Web Services. <laughs> Make him buy that from you. Start Instagram. Start Uber. Start one of these things, motherfucker. Start Airbnb. Let someone sleep over you. Let someone stay the night. Charge them ten dollars. Call it Airbnb. Yeah, all right. Yeah, try to, you know, on Craigslist, try to fucking get people, hey, come sleep at my place. <laughs> um, but going back to your list. Yeah, uh, so Masters of None. So th- those were the only two that I could really say beyond a shadow of a doubt that I would, uh, and I'm sure that there is tons of other shows that I'm just either forgetting or just uh, uh, just ne- plain neglecting not to, uh, not to mention. But those two shows combined with uh, three of the shows on your list, Game of Thrones, House, uh, uh, as well as Breaking Bad, I would say in the 20, 2010s, that was, oh, okay. And I will give a, a, an honorable mention to Mad Men. Um, I have never really cried, or that's a lie. Uh, clearly, I've had, I have, but uh, Mad Men was one of the first that toxic times. masculinity know, you were right? about to give us. I've no, no, no. I was going to say, I was going to say at a show. Like, it's rare that I cry at a show, but I, I'm sure if I think about it hard enough, I can find several shows that I'm sure I, I probably cried at various times during their run. Yeah. But um, Mad Men was the first one where I watched these. Did you, you watch Mad Men, right? I think I got up to like season three or four. Oh, okay. I was getting tired of fucking. Yeah, it's 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 an exhausting. It's, a, it's watch. exhausting. But but to be fair, so I watched that and Breaking Bad back to back. Oh my god, I was an emotional wreck <laughs> because yeah. that is not good for your psyche <laughs> to to get into Heidenberg's mind frame and then yeah, Heisenberg and Draper. then Don Draper. Oh yeah. my god, you are yeah. not a good human. Very being different men. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but I remember watching this uh, series finale of Mad Men, thinking, "Fuck, dude," because in in one. It was like the entire show led up to one speech that Don Draper didn't even give. It was just some random person gave. Mm -hmm. And it hits you like a ton of fucking after watching all that 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 he'd done and he was doing to everybody and that he'd done to himself, you know, Um and then he, he, there's just one specific conversation that's like it felt like everything was culminating to that conversation, and it, it kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah, you're just like, fuck, dude. Oh my god. And I, I remember genuinely, like, I'll give it at the very minimum, even if I don't like. I, I love Mad Men, but I think maybe in the later seasons, kind of, it, it fell out of my graces a little bit yeah. in, in, in some of the later seasons. I remember still, I used still to watch it at work. Yeah, and this is when I, I had like, you can't watch that at show. Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> well, no, this is when I had like, it, it was this is a this is like when I was working at Under Armour, right? Yeah. And, um, in in the call center at the time. So some nights you just have like four hours of free time, right? Yeah. There's fucking nothing going on. Yeah. And I remember watching it. And even when I had nothing to do, I was still like, yo, season three is kind of like, fuck. <laughs> I'd rather be working. No, you know, and, and I didn't even have a problem with some of those some of those seasons. It was like, uh, I'd rather be working. Um, it, it was really like in around, I think it's seven seasons. And it's around season six into like season seven. I think I was just like, oof. 
You guys are you guys are stretching it. Yeah. You're stretching it a little See, bit. 2019 me would have said, you know what I'm gonna like because I got up to like season four or five. I'm yeah. gonna finish that. I'm gonna yeah, pick that back yeah, up. 2020 me. Uh, although, although I know I'm not. I will say <laughs> I will say that that final episode, the final. Like, I might just watch that final, one. like I'll five minutes. No, because skip it, it doesn't. Two. It doesn't hit. It doesn't, yeah, hit, it doesn't you hit if you don't watch the rest of it. You hadn't suffered through everything you suffered through in the show, but yeah. But anyways, uh, so uh, I'll give my honorable mention to. I found to my fifth. Okay. Um, in 2014, uh, you know, creator Courtney A. Kemp, along with executive producer uh, Curtis Jackson, uh, Fifty Cent, as white people will call him, Fifty Cent. <laughs> <laughs> Why I don't know. Yeah, just to sound like you're from from, from around the notorious way. Notorious rapper Fifty Cent. 50 cent. And why do they say it like like? Well, because you, you, if you, you have two quarters, what is that? It's Fifty Cent. Well, right? well, because you just don't, say it like that. You, no, you, you don't want to say Fifty Cent because you sound like you're trying to be respectful, right? So what you say is Fifty Cent to put some like oh dude, I'm yeah, down. I'm put, put a little too much twang yeah, on it, right? Yeah. Just, it's 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 kind of like had the correct amount of sauce on it, right? Uh, it's it's, it's kind of like how like you know uh, sometimes when I'm saying somebody's name, who say fifty. Be, no, it's, it's like like if somebody if I'm saying like somebody's name uh, like a Nigerian name, right? If I say it the American way, it's gonna sound weird to me. So I mm-hmm. have to like I gotta put a little, you know what I mean? Even if I don't want to, but, but that's like that's little... like a real like cultural language thing, right? Yeah. But like. <laughs> like when you hear like like white journalists whatever say fifty cent, it's like do you right. if you're and going, it's, it's like they look at you afterwards yeah. like I can I know I can say yeah. this I can say this do I get a girl pass did I say it right no no you don't and it's like you don't count do you go 48, 49, 50, 51 no you don't do that you go fifty and now oh, just say cents fifty yeah. cents anyway um in uh, twenty fourteen we were given in my opinion one of the best television characters of the decade, mm. James St. Patrick. Mm. That's a cold motherfucker right there. <laughs> yeah. Ghost yeah. is one of the baddest men on TV. I mean, talk about somebody who just gets it done. Even when he puts himself in the box, he gets himself out of the box, right? Look, as, as great as he was, though, I have to step in. He was as frustrating as watching Don Draper. You're just like, bro, you're just being self-destructive. Yes, like you, you, yes, very, you, very much you so. You could have prevented everything that happened to you. But, like, he, the, the, the ghost look, right? When yeah. he gives you that stare, yeah. right? And when you, there's, there are very few times in television when, like, a, when a character has a look or um, an expression or a, a, a body language, right? Something that indicates that, Oh shit! Some something's about to happen. Someone's about to die. More so than Ghost, right? When he gave any character in the show that that hard, long stare, yeah. you knew as yeah, Fifty was saying, "We had about two episodes yeah, left." Yeah. As Fifty was saying, "That nigga's fucking dead." <laughs> <laughs> you knew that. You knew somebody was getting rocked yeah. as soon as Ghost gave you that stare. Yeah. I think Omari Hardwick's performance uh, again as James St. Patrick was stellar. Um, and some of the other performances. Nah, that, that we I'm, have gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something that's probably not a f- popular uh, a thing to say with the power fans. Everybody else outside of Mario Hardwick in that show is trash. No, I think um, uh, maybe maybe Layla Lauren who plays Angela Valdez. I thought her nah, performance as I think she was trash. I, what trash? I, only some of the time where I thought she was, she she hit the mark. Uh, most of the time on that show, she's and I I don't mean to be mean. Like I'm not yeah. trying to disrespect her. I, I just mean like. I don't really see anybody out like so for instance either Angela or what's his wife's name um 
uh, Tasha, Tasha, played by uh, that's Notori uh, Naughton. Uh, that Naut- that, yeah. that I, I could know. do without uh, so, the yes. dude who plays Tommy. His definitely at Joseph times Sikora. shaky. So in the early seasons, t- not very good acting <laughs> at all. But when we roll around to season like four or five and where we are now with season six, Tommy's acting uh, or Joseph Sikora as Tommy Egan. I mean, I've never, I've not seen a show in which one actor has progressed so much into their character and just completely owned it. By the time you get to season five and six, Tommy or, or Joseph Sikora as Tommy Egan is one of the best actors on the show. In some episodes, he outperforms Omari Hardwick as Ghost. Um, but yes, Omari Hardwick is the LeBron James to the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> in, in that championship run, right? Team, He's right? carrying the whole team, right? Um, but despite all of the other so-so performances uh, throughout the show, um, I do got to give it up to Jerry Ferreira, who plays Joe Proctor. Okay, yeah, he's yeah, pretty good. I think he did really good. Yeah, he's good. Um, and I mean, Fifty Cent as uh, Kane. I, I thought, weirdly enough, I think uh, Fifty as uh, our, uh, <laughs> the, the white commentators would say, <laughs> on Fox News would uh, say. Fox News would say. Um, uh, he, I, I think he, he did fucking phenomenal. I think, as, I think not as at first, mm-hmm. but like uh, when he came back from the whole death thing. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. Um, he like, I think really that's, owned the character. That's though. when he like really leaned yeah. into it, and, and I think it's because he just started to be more of who he is, well, well, I think, and less I think of they, a character. I think they allowed the character to be more human mm-hmm. than the previous, you know, the version of him. I think they gave him way more emotion because he started getting closer to uh, 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 Tariq, to, to Tariq. Yeah. Um, and you could tell that he was tapping into something that was like genuine versus yeah. like him just trying to like. And not saying that he's not familiar with any of the topic matter on there, but he, you could tell he was tapping into something sincere yeah. uh, with, with uh, some of those episodes. And the reason why I put this on my list is, as uh, number five, it's because this show has that same cult following as you saw with Breaking Bad, as you saw with Game of Thrones. I mean, when power's back on, the entire black community, <laughs> like, you know where niggas is Sunday. <laughs> you know where they at. Yeah. Everybody's watching Power, except for you. Yeah. Um, oh, then not, then but I, you know, I, I have watched all of it, yeah. with the exception of this. Uh, I'll, I'll catch, and the re- one of the reasons why is I'll just catch up all on. Like I don't want to, I, I don't want to. I like the way that I watched the first because if I would have had to stay week to week with each episode, uh, yeah. had I watch it live, I probably wouldn't even care to even yeah, watch I think like season I, five. I, I think or, I start. I, I was able to binge like seasons one, two, three, or something like that, and yeah. really develop like a fast you know, love for a show where you're like, when you're binge watching a show and you're just like intertwined in it. That's you're how like it was all between in. like seasons. Like I would say with seasons one and two, I think that's what I was like. I was like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, I gotta see what happens. When you're just show. there, you're just when there for the ride. dipping into season three. I was like, you know, they're stretching right now <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of this stuff. And then even seasons four and season five, I was just like, you guys kind of lost me a little bit, but I'd watch it if I could just binge it all. And I don't have to like wait each week because a lot of the things that they do is just like when you start to think about it too much, it's like, yeah, none of that made yeah. sense. <laughs> but so Power's coming back season six. I think these are the final three episodes. The big question right now is who shot Ghost? Yeah. And we're going to find out. out. Uh, yeah, I don't want to know. That's the thing, right? That's, and again, that's why I say this movie is so like culturally impactful. The number one question in 2019 or in 2020 is not – uh, you know who is going to be on the ticket for you know the Republican Party, the Democratic <laughs> Party? Are we or are we not going to go to war with Iran? You know, uh, you see the same thing as 50 yeah. 
what? Iran. Yeah. You didn't have to say like so that. I used to date, <laughs> I used to date a per, uh, Iranian chick or Persian yeah. chick, and you know, so I, I say it the right way. Like no, Adidas. Uh, Iran, okay. But, right? uh, but yeah. It's the same. And I want to say their country right just in case, you know, shit do pop off. I don't want them to come looking for me. I'm like, no, no. Hey, I, I love hey, Iran. Hey, my brother, my friend. Yo, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Abandon ship immediately. My friend. No, stop it. <laughs> this is the equivalent of them on Fox News and say, what's brother. up, nigga? Like, wait, brother, wait, my friend. Wait, sir. No, I can't do you that. You can't do this. <laughs> no, but, hey, listen. Just in case shit is popping, I'm... I, I I have to learn, right? Uh, all right I'm all right. I'm learning new things in 2020. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I don't even know where the fuck I was going with that. Yeah. But yeah, Power's on my list. Phenomenal series. Omari Hardwick. I think he has you know cemented his place in TV history with this yeah. character. No, absolutely. Uh, so since we're uh, oh yeah about- yeah never mind. That's the question of 2020. Who shot ghost? That's where I was ending with it. Yeah. Uh, who shot ghost indeed? Now, who had the hottest fucking film in 2010s? So mm. we'll jump from the 20. So we'll talk about the 2010s real quick, and then we'll wrap up that conversation by talking about the best films of 2019, the last year in the decade. Uh, but talk to me about what what happened with you in films. What journey did you go on in films in this past decade? I think that as you mature and you get older, you start to look for uh, films that as you like have go through life experiences, right? Whether it's like, you know, you may graduate from high school and go to college and you're in a different phase in your life. You may be graduating from college, entering the working world. You may have gotten your heart broken. You may have lost a family member and you may have, you may have, you know, joined the military and got sent off to Iraq and Jarhead spoke to you or Hurt Locker spoke to you or something like that, right? As you get older, as you experience things in life, you like, I think films do a great job of telling storytelling and telling experiences that are not unique to one person, right? Again, like a movie like Hurt Locker. Um, uh, I forget the director's name. I don't want to just call her James Cameron's ex-wife. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're talking about... um. Uh, it's not Kimberly. Uh, fuck. Yeah. Um, see if you can pull that up for Catherine... me. Catherine. Let's go with it. Let's go with it. <laughs> so, oh, Catherine Bigelow. It, really? It's Catherine Bigelow. Okay, Catherine Bigelow. Movie like Hurt Locker, right? I think that came out during a time in, in which it spoke to a lot of people. It addressed some very real issues. Um, and, and, and people turned to films for those things. So for me, my film journey throughout this past decade has been going from... Uh, Watching it solely for the ba- solely for the base of entertainment, mm-hmm. to turning to film to learn and for like shared experience. Yeah, like this movie may be about something I've never experienced, but I can identify with it in some way, shape, or form. I can learn from it. Yeah. Um, I I definitely branched out. Right, mm-hmm. I, I started to look for movies that weren't just from like, just a usual, you know, run and gun, shoot 'em up action stuff to films yeah. that like had subject matter that had content. Um, I think I really turned to a lot of documentaries mm. in this past decade yeah. to learn things about different cultures, different languages, different people, people throughout history and time that, um, you know, the, the place in your, envi- your immediate environment does not teach you about. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I th- maybe that just comes with time. Maybe it comes with experience. Um, Netflix 
mm. presented you with that opportunity. And, and I think yeah. we're so fortunate because we have access to so much information and so much content yeah. that 20 years ago people didn't have, right? Fuck, so yeah. we, if, we could only dream of something like Netflix. Like it was like, why didn't somebody do this? Like it, life would be so much easier if they would no. just put everything on put, the put everything there. internet. <laughs> put it there. Um, but like if I want to learn about, you know, animals or whatever in Eastern Asia or um, what the food street food scene is like in Thailand, uh, you know, I maybe want to learn about like customs and tradition in India. Yeah. I could literally go to Netflix or Hulu or any of these streaming services and find a docu-series or a documentary or a film that explores that topic. Yeah. Um, I just think that's, that's phenomenal. So that's, I think that's what this decade has been about when you look at film, the, mm. the, the journey from blockbuster and cassettes to, you know, getting those DVDs in the mail on Netflix to be able to stream anything yeah. you want at any point in time. And like, not just, not just for the sake of consuming content, but like yeah. being able to experience and learn. Well, yeah. And, and to speak a little more to that, uh, you're right. Like in terms of like, because if you, you know, for those of us who are old enough to remember, uh, yeah, if you were to go to, and it sounds crazy to even say, but those of us who are old enough to fucking remember when you had to go to like Blockbuster to like, it feels like, you know, when your parents say shit like they're just like, oh, okay. When you had yeah. to like hike 30 miles to get, you know, some waters and okay. Um, but really that legitimately is what it is like for us now. Yeah. Now we have to say, oh, we remember what it's like when you had to get your ass off the fucking couch and, you know, go down the street to fucking, you know, the, the Blockbuster. And, it, and I think that's what led to like, literally it's, it's namesake Blockbusters, right? Because, you had if you're gonna do all that, that movie's gotta be had to be good. Fire. Yeah. It's gotta be fire. And if you, you didn't grow up it, rich, right? And your parents, you know, had to make ends meet, right? Yeah, five bucks and, you spend it. Exactly. You asked mom, like, can we go to Blockbuster get yeah. a movie? And this was back in like nineteen ninety seven, right? Yeah. Can we go to Blockbuster get a movie? Yeah. And she was like, All right, you know, <laughs> had had to be good. You get one. Yeah. <laughs> had to be good. Um, yeah. But you know, shout out to Blockbuster that and, and that it was an experience like going yeah. to the blockbuster store to get that movie and go, I mean, it wasn't much of an experience it just had movies that were there no i do i think it, it as a kid it yeah. was fun going I mean, in yeah, for his, yeah. and like you're with your brothers and your sisters and everybody wants to watch different things you gotta come to an agreement like, all right we're gonna get jurassic park right <laughs> and it's like all right yeah. and then you ask your mom like can we get popcorn or can we get candy or something like that yeah. and she's like uh, that, that, that's a bit, yes. that's the part of it that i thought was fun is that they would like they make it look like you're going to the movies right so they yeah would have the popcorn they would have the candies they would have the you know the sodas and all that stuff so uh <laughs> and yeah, they but really and i do think up. that even though you can go to Netflix and just hit a couple buttons and you start watching any show or movie you want, there was something to sure. putting the cassette in the VCR, hitting play, getting, on, just, getting on the you're, couch. You're dialed yeah, in. And <laughs> then you just have to be there, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, you know, maybe you have to hit pause for a second and everyone's pissed. But, like, but you oh, made sure on. that you, like, that that was what was going on that night. Like, yeah. Nothing else was really, like, you didn't have that and you still had to do your taxes. Yeah. Like, no. no, like, no. <laughs> you, you weren't texting on your Motorola Razor yeah. while the movie was on. No, you, on your fucking yeah. block phone. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, shout out to Blockbuster. There's yeah, yeah. still one left in the country. I is believe it, it is Portland, located in Bend, uh, Oregon, just Oregon, outside yeah. of Portland. Yeah. Um, it's the yeah. la la last man standing, right? Yeah. Well, since you mentioned Netflix and, and the advent of all those streaming services, why don't I just go, you know, for my first movie that I can, uh, that I want to list from the 2010s that uh, was one of my, not only one of my favorites, but I thought it was one of the most impactful for me 
was uh, was Netflix's first movie, which was Beast of No Nation. Um, yeah, phenomenal. Uh, directed film. by Kerry Fukunaga uh, and starring uh, Idris Alba. Idris Alba. Um, it was just a, it was one it was one of the first movies that I can remember watching that I felt like I had almost arrived as like one of the pretentious like film watchers who's like, ugh, I'm not going to watch that movie. It doesn't have a good plot, you know, or like, you know, I, th- I think it's uh, the, the plot's a bit derivative. Like I, I felt like that because when I watched it, I knew it was this smaller movie, but I understood the emotional um, the emotional the emotional tugs that it was trying to, 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 to give me. Right. Like I, I, I like it was speaking a language and I understood the language that the movie was speaking, you know, and it was one of the first times I, that really like happened with like a really small budget movie that, um, you know, there weren't all these explosions and there weren't all these whatevers. Um, and I mean, I, you know, up until that point, you know, I, like one of my favorite movies at that point was uh, and still is, is uh, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So it's like I, I still can identify with some of these smaller movies, but it was the first time I didn't really even back then really know who Idris Alba was. I mean, I knew who he was, but yeah, wasn't really like it wasn't really like, oh, my you God, weren't Idris, drawn right? to the film because yeah. of him. as no, you would be not today. at all. Yeah. I, in fact, one of the only reason not the only reason, but uh, one of the only reasons why I watched it was because it was recommended. Uh, my one of my good friends just couldn't stop raving. Uh, uh, Shout out to Sergio, by the way. Uh, couldn't stop raving about the film. Um, and I was like, all right, fuck it. I got to check out, you know, this movie and see what it's all about. And I checked it out. I was like, holy shit. That was a fucking fantastic movie. So I'm not going to do it, uh, spend too much time on it. But uh, that was one of the you know first films of the, uh, or one of the films from the decade that I just remember just was like, it, it just hit me, man. It, 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 it hit different than really anything else that I had seen up until that point. Especially yeah. given that it was a Netflix film. I think for me, uh, the two films of the decade that <clears throat> were so impactful and powerful to me in different ways, were, one would be Inception. Ah, okay. I mean, talk about challenging both the audience's thinking while you're watching the film. Like, you're, you're watching this great movie and it's forcing you to think and continue to think and think and think and wonder the entire film while visually you're getting this just beautiful aesthetic film with phenomenal writing, acting and directing through and through um, phenomenal cast in that film as well. We've got JGL, we've got Tom Hardy, we've got Leonardo DiCaprio, um, yeah. uh, Ellen Page, who I don't care for. <laughs> um, well documented on this show. How you don't care. Yeah. Uh, but phenomenal cast writing, directing, there's nothing about that movie. That's not phenomenal. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and, and again, I feel like you for me, know how I feel about Nolan. Yeah, I mean Christopher Nolan, it's my guy, one of the one of the best to ever do it. Uh, for me, that film challenged your like thinking in the movie, right? Like as an audience member, you were trying to figure it out as the movie's going on, and, and like again, it's really challenging your your creative and analytic thinking while you're watching this just great movie, right? Yeah. Um, and, and again, visually, aesthetically pleasing too. The other film that I just remember watching this movie and being so like it was both emotional and triumphant and you just go through so many different emotions as you're watching it but uh 12 years a slave with um uh, chitwell it's like chitwell uh, his his name is yeah yeah fucking uh Sorry, guy. Sorry, guy. I don't remember your last name, but uh, phenomenal actor. 
in this film. Brad Pitt had a small role in this movie as well. Um, this movie hit a little bit different just because you got it. Edge of four. What is it? Edge of four. Edge of four. Edge of four. Chitwell Edge of four. Yeah. Um, this movie hit a little bit different just because again, this was a movie about slavery. There've been many made, but this one follows a particular man's journey, a free man, uh, who was captured and, you know, turned into a slave. Right. And it follows his journey to freedom and redemption. Uh, great storytelling, great writing, great directing. I've never been so like emotionally impacted by the way a films ended as I was with this one. When he regains his freedom, he returns to his family 12 years later. And the only words he can muster up were, I'm sorry. Right. Could you imagine that? Like 12 years, so much has happened and your, your family knows that this is not your fault. You know, it's not your fault, but you still feel a sense of sorrow for not having been there yeah. for your family. Dude, when he sat down in front of his family and his children were grown up and his, I think one of his kids even had a grandchild that he had never met before. And then he said, I'm sorry. Tears just started fucking flowing. <laughs> and I think this is the, like one of the first times I could ever really remember like crying in a movie and not just like a, getting a little watery yeah, eyed. I mean, water water. <laughs> so, and, and I'll never forget that emotion and that experience watching this particular movie yeah um yeah that's a hard one to follow but um uh, i'm gonna try to i'm gonna give you two here uh first one is um i think as far as like making films i think um this is one of the films that like not only just inspired me to make a film but it, it was sort of like the thing that was like i have to like it was this is like this is what cinema is to me like this is what movie making is at at its in its essence and i i I, and and people will argue with this and people will go back and forth about this this particular film but um to me just everything just was great about this film from the uh, aesthetically speaking to uh the the music uh to um to the plot of the film uh i just i just loved everything about it uh interstellar uh i think was um that's a great one it was it was one of the it was and then also too doing doing a little bit of homework on the movie you know you, you realize how much effort nolan put into the film um researching you know black holes and sh- making everything look like it could you know uh like it would realistically you know um and what a undertaking that is is to make this thing that is just theoretical look like all the scientists are saying oh hey, not just like oh this is what's cool for you know a science fiction movie this is uh, this is literally what they're saying that this thing could look like it, and it was mesmerizing. Uh, the some of the shots in that film, um, but then also just the story of it too. Um, with uh, uh, you know, with uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, um, you know, and in the performance that he gave, uh, you know, again, like a lot of people will argue about the film, and and you know what, that's what films are, right? Like they're they're expressions of art. And, you know, I think everybody can argue if they like something, don't like something. For me, this just hit all the right notes and um, was was one of the films that I could I could truthfully say shaped how I see um, how much I would want to make like a movie myself. Like it, 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 it truly did inspire me to uh, uh, to, to, to create. Um, I'm sorry, you, you want to say no, yes? no, I think that was that was a solid like list, you know, 
it's it is hard to narrow these things down. Like I'm running through my notes here as you're talking. I'm like, oh, I want to mention this. Yeah, one. I mention <laughs> it's this not one. enough time. <laughs> and it, there's not enough time. And and and, but I think your list was solid. Uh, the two I gave were just like the two on the list of ten that I have here. Yeah. Um, this decade in film, I think, uh, and I know every decade says this, but we've seen so much has come so far. I mean, you start the year off, you got films like Million Dollar Baby, who was on my list. Um, uh, Gone Girl was on my list. Uh, so many other films. Uh, but I'm only going to give you those two. I'm going to throw you a curveball right here. Sure. For all of these films, right? Yeah. Um, you know, all these best picture winners and best director and best writer in this decade who do you think has given the best acceptance speech for winning uh, their award? I would be no good at this because I do not watch the award choice. Uh, <laughs> um, best speech. Um, one of the more memorable ones um, that, uh, and again, in my limited bank of uh, acceptance speeches, there was somebody who gave one that I was just like, oh man, this is, ooh, this is a tearjerker. Um, was it Barry Jenkins? No, nah, I don't know if it was Barry Jenkins because uh, that whole Moonlight thing was, uh, I think, dominated the headlines. Uh, I don't know. Let me think about that a sec. Uh, yeah. Hit me with yours. So I'm going to give you uh, Dwayne Johnson's speech when he is accepting the like MTV Movie Award. Uh, this was in 2019, uh, I believe July 2019. So he's, uh, I believe, accepting the Icon Generation Award, right? So... The icon of this generation, um, Dwayne DeRock Johnson. He comes out on stage with, um, you what, know, what, do you know what show this was? This was the MTV movie and TV. Oh, this Awards. past year. Yep, oh, 2019. Year. Okay. So he comes out on stage and like, there's this like, uh, there's a show, right? There's this, like all these Samoan tribal dancers, and you know, everyone knows that he is um, a Hawaiian native. He is Samoan, and he wanted to bring them on the forefront of the stage to set a tone for this incredible speech he was going to give. Um, so I'm just going to read you a quick excerpt from, from his acceptance speech. Sure. He goes on to say, like when I got to Hollywood, they didn't know what to, they didn't know what the hell to do with me. I was this half black, half Samoan, six, four, 275 pound pro wrestler. Uh, I was told at the time, well, you've got to be a certain way. You've got to drop some weight. You've got to be somebody different. You've got to stop working out. Stop doing the things that I love. You know, you've got to stop calling yourself the rock. And for years, he bought into it. Um, he f goes on to eventually say that he, at a certain point, decided that, you know, I was not going to conform to Hollywood. Hollywood was going to conform to me. Mm. I think that's powerful in the fact that that is exactly what he did. Yeah. Um, if there's anyone in Hollywood who is, you know, controlling their destiny, yeah. I would say it's him. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. he is the controlling it to the sum yeah. of the highest paid actor, <laughs> the highest paid actor on the planet, yeah. right? Who produces film, successful film after film after film after film. Um, you know, you could debate whether or not he's like a great actor or not. The check says he's great, right? <laughs> the bank account says he's great. Uh, and despite all of the success that he's uh, amassed, 
still managed to be a seemingly very humble, very down to earth guy who's very aware of his situation, his success, all the things he's achieved. And this particular speech, I just thought it was incredibly moving and powerful and telling this real story. But it's also uh, um, uh, it, it was like, you know, trenched in humility and and de- really delivered a message to people who are being told like, yo, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't look, you got to change your hair. You know, you you can't dress like that. Oh, you're a woman. You can't do this. Or you're gay. You can't do that. And basically saying, do not conform to a system, make the system conform to you, pave your own path. It I remember watching and listening to it and like kind of getting goosebumps because it was such a powerful message. Yeah. Um, I've got one and it's kind of a curveball, but, uh, it actually wasn't a, uh, uh, award for anybody in Hollywood. It was actually an award for football. Uh, it was, a uh, Michael Irvin's, uh, hall of fame speech. Uh, no, that was good. Yeah. Uh, it was great because of course it's Michael Irvin and he's got a flair for the uh, theatrics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anything he does, he uh, always seems to just, you know, do it, uh, with the, with the, some theater on top of it. Um, but the reason why I feel like I'm so powerful was because he talked a lot about um, his family and that through all of his transgressions, you know, he did a lot of fuck shit in his time, but his family stood by him nonetheless, you know, and you could tell like when he got to that part of his speech, he really was like genuine in, um, you know, uh, the way he felt about them because he knew that if it weren't for them, you know, not only would he not be where he is, but also, uh, uh, when you have family that will stand by you no matter what, you know, that even if you fuck everything up and you're the shittiest of persons and they believe that you can change, that allows you to change, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, and it creates a space where, you know, uh, you can become a different person um, or a better person um, and for not for them not to just drag you back because with so many people man it's just like they won't allow you to grow beyond whatever they knew you as so if they knew you as this person who did all this fucking crazy shit and was wild and was you know the, the worst person um, some people won't allow you to grow past that person some people will just be like, no, that's you. And that'll always be you. Even if you become better, even if I know you're doing shit, that's better than that. Yeah. No, They'll hold that. you to what their memory of exactly. you is. So, uh, so that, that, that stood in my mind as like something I was, like, I just remember watching and thinking, oof, yeah, that, that, like that was genuine. It wasn't like some of these hall of fame speeches or just speeches in general. You could tell they're just like, Hey, I'd like to thank Teddy. He was, uh, you know, he helped me out that one time. I was short on some, you know, change for the vending machine and he gave me a couple of dollars. Like, it's just like, all right, well, move along here. But with <laughs> his, it was just like, oh, man, like this is this is genuine and heartfelt. And and you could tell how much it meant to him to uh, to receive that award. OK. Um, Michael Irvin, whenever he speaks, he's a powerful speaker, he's right? Intense, his voice yeah. and the way he projects. Yeah. Uh, it's powerful. I remember clips of his acceptance speech, but I don't recall watching the entire thing. Yeah. Um, but whenever he's on television, whenever he's speaking, remember that argument he got into with uh, 
Stephen with a. Stephen A. Yeah, he's like, if you go and tell the truth, tell the whole truth, not just your truth. Like, yo, that was one of, one of the I best did, TV moments ever. He was a scrap. Yeah, because Stephen A. Out. You know, was and Stephen A. Again, is another very like powerful, very uh, um, direct speaker. Yeah. had nothing for it. Right, it, it, it was. One of the no, no, no. So, and here's part of what Michael Irvin I think does, and I'm not talking about his. Michael his Irvin is louder. He's more like theatrical. He, he, he just, he just, yeah. He he commands the attention by speaking over you, so it makes it look like he's saying something that stuns you when really it's just like I can't talk because you're just yelling in my face right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen A does it too. But in that moment, Stephen A had nothing for it. Um, yeah. So really quickly, give me. Uh, we're gonna stay in 2019 here for a second. Give me your. Uh, the best actor and actress that you saw on screen in 2019 that you did not see in years following. The best new actor and actress. That I didn't see in years. You mean years prior? Years. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Years prior. Fuck um, I'm talking about. That I, the best new ones. When did Logan come out? Uh, I think that was like 2017. Oh, fuck. Because I was going to say the, um, and I and I forget her name, but the, 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 the young lady who played the uh, 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 weapon... Uh, yeah, twenty seventeen. Uh, that actress was Daphne Keene, who played yeah, Laura. Yeah, she is going to be a star, and I know she's in a new, I think, series or something like that. Um, she's there is no doubt she is going to be a star in Hollywood because she was so fucking good. Yeah. Um, somebody who I hadn't seen previously. Oh, I don't know. That's tough, dude. I like you. You're throwing me a curveball that I have to that I have to really ponder. Uh, and my memory doesn't work that yeah. well. So. <laughs> so I'm gonna give you a second. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna throw this out there. Um, for me, John David Washington, um, who we know from Black Klansmen. When did Black Klansmen come out? So I didn't see. Well, we saw that movie in 2019, right? Wasn't it? Let, let, let me let me double check. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that movie came out in 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot here, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna go with Penn Bagley in uh, the Netflix series You. Yeah, for Gossip Girl. Was that? Yeah, I knew him from Gossip Girl. Fucking Gossip Girl. Jeez, okay. I know him from You. Yeah. Uh, I just finished season two oh, of You. Oh, you mean it, not if that person was an actor? Or actress, yeah, I mean, yeah, they could have done you work. Saw him. You, okay, you yeah, were first him introduced okay. to them in 2019, gotcha, and gotcha, you're gotcha, like, gotcha, wow, gotcha, this gotcha. person is good. Okay. okay. Um, Changes the game a little bit. Yeah. So, Penn Bagley, despite like a show with you, especially season one, right? A lot of questions in the show. I mean, I think the show could have everything would have been solved if Beck would have just looked out her window <laughs> once. And, yeah, I kept seeing memes yeah. after season two of like. Shit that like Beck could have done like oh as soon window. as he throws on a uh, um, a hat he's suddenly invisible you can't yeah. see him anymore. <laughs> all he does is throw on a gray hat and then it's like he's a whole new fucking man like kind of like yeah. when Superman it was that S curl as soon as that would fall oh it's Superman Wait. as soon as it would go back up oh that's Clark, Clark. Kent <laughs> like, Clark when'd you get here yeah. <laughs> oh, I just saw you in the elevator Clark uh, you can't fucking lie to me that's what. That's what um, Joe was able to do in the Netflix series. You, uh, I think Penn Bagley played the fuck out of Joe. Yeah. Despite the fact that, you know, the show, again, the show has a lot of questions. Yo, did Some, both season one and two come out in the same year? Um, I think season one came out 2018. Oh, but okay. Season two dropped. Gotcha. But you watched it. End of 2019. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. 
and I was introduced to Penn Bagley in 2019. Um, I think this is a guy who has so much potential, um, so much upside. I mean, he's like the uh, you know the it the it guy right now in Hollywood, especially after season two of you, which we, if you haven't watched it yet, you gotta watch season two. Yeah, way better. Uh, yeah, way better than season one. Yeah, I gotta. Way I, gotta better I, than I just one. haven't checked that out yet. We, uh, we gotta do a press good. play on it. Yeah, it is I gotta, good. I gotta check it out. Um, I think he's a guy that, again, his his trajectory, his momentum right now is just uh, off the charts. I think he's going to continue to rise. Um, the next one that I have here on the list, uh, and this is tough for me because it's uh, it's two white people, <laughs> and I, I wanted to throw some color on here, but like I just I just uh, th- these are just two names that came to my mind, like you know before we started recording, I was putting together these lists. Sure. But Julia Gardner, who is the young actress uh, in the Ozarks, mm-hmm. um, which I think we watched at the top of 2019. Yeah. She, she plays, plays the, other daughter. the uh, Ruth Langamore. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, again, young actress. Uh, she's standing next to Jason Bateman, who's a seasoned actor, as well as Laura Linney, who's a seasoned actress. And she just manages to put together a stellar performance. Um, she owns that character. I, I, th- I think she might even be the, she might even have the most superior performance in this show. In, in the breath of emotion that she's a because she goes through nah, she ain't seeing Bateman I'm sorry I mean Bateman's nice but like she goes through so many different trials right with being torn she between did, I'm, not, I'm just yeah. now remembering yeah she did she did being torn yeah, between yeah, that's real loyalty to her family yeah yeah, yeah that's real the, talk her l- new found loyalty and love for um uh, for the uh, what's their family name the birds right yeah, the birds, Martin yeah. Bird and like she, Marty like, could you, Marty Bird could you imagine knowing that hey, I love my family, but my family does some bad things, right? And they're yeah. not all great people. And this, these, these people that I've, you know, found my way into their family and, and working with them, like these are good people. And this, they might be my future where my real family might be my past. Right. Yeah. And the emotional complexity that she goes through throughout the uh, seasons one and two in this show I think it would challenge any actor or actress in this role. She pulls it off just phenomenally. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't think of any immediately, but uh, that's only because I'm stupid and I have this, <laughs> my memory sucks. But uh, I want to I'm going to throw some haymakers at you here. I'm going to throw one at you that, that you probably don't know of. Um, but uh, um, uh, I want to say uh, Ka- uh, Caitlin uh, Deaver. Uh, she plays Amy in the, the film uh, Booksmart. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the most underrated films of the year. Uh, I think it, it didn't do too well in the, in the box office, which is a shame because it was one of these uh, uh, lower budget films that I think if you watch the film, you, you, it's impossible not to like like the film. Like it's 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 got everything you in it that you would want. Uh, it was it to me. It wasn't like the epicness of like super bad but maybe that's because i'm you know not a you know 16 or 17 year old girl uh you know whereas super bad is just like no i can identify with yeah. like some of that i stuff. get all of this yeah. shit. it makes sense to me <laughs> exactly like um uh, like talking about lube you know and all that shit uh you know uh but anyways I, i'm digressing from my point uh i think she uh caitlin deaver um I, i'd seen her in a couple of different things earlier from uh book smart but i think uh i didn't really get a good look at her until uh uh 2019's book smart um she yeah she knocked it out of the park along with uh, uh beanie uh feldstein um uh, they played best friends um i thought it was uh it was a f- fantastic performance and i'm looking for a lot of great things from her um 
you know, in the near future. Uh, the the next one I'd like to say is uh, uh, another white woman, of course. Uh, um, <laughs> they but, get uh, the most opportunity. Uh, apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be on no, the no, list. but I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit kidding. you. I'm going to hit you with a haymaker. They're going to be like, "Fuck yeah!" I wish I would have said that. Um, but Florence Pugh uh, in Midsommar, um, she uh, she gave you a very confusing performance in Midsommar where uh, you weren't sure whether you should hate her or love her. And then ultimately, you, even at, at the end of the movie, you're like, I don't know how I should feel about that. <laughs> like, And I think it, it takes a very unique talent to be able to pull that kind of performance out where you leave everybody confused as far as like how I should feel about you. Um, and to do that in the right way, because sometimes you left, leave feeling confused and you're just like, that just sucked. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it because it was just that bad. But it was it was great, uh, her performance in Midsommar. And, and now she's going to be starring alongside uh, Scarlett Johansson and... Um, uh, uh, Black uh, Widow. Black Widow. Um, okay. Uh, my number one though that I didn't really know anything about before uh, before watching this uh, this particular uh, limited series, but um, Jarrell Jerome played Corey Weiss. Mm. And yeah, and when mm. they see us, yes, yeah. yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I gotta, uh, I gotta drop how, a couple for him. I, I gotta drop a couple for I, my dude. Apologies. I gotta drop to you, a Corey. couple for him. You know Fucking I mean? phenomenal! I knew you. I knew you would have this reaction oh. uh, when I uh, when I when I when I when I thought of it because I was I was just going through the list of things that I've actually like you know watched this year. And I just remember watching, not even, a lot of people will point to his, his performance when on the younger side uh, of things, but when he got older, man, and he was in jail, oh, fuck. Yeah. It, I, I don't even have words to, like, describe the amount of emotion that they take you through with his character and how he was able to deliver, and you just, you feel for him, like, feel for him, like, genuine, like, Yo, where are you right now? Let's break him out right now. Knowing yeah. that that's not even the real dude. <laughs> and and why that's so complex, right, is you're acting someone's real life, right? Yeah. And in doing so, you have to convey all of the emotion that they felt on the surface as well as what was underneath, right? Like what they were trying to hide and what they were mm-hmm. trying to suppress. Because if you're going through something where you're being... Uh, tried and convicted of a crime that you didn't commit at a certain point you're going to rationalize it right you're going to say all right this is my situation now this is my life this is what i have to live with so the the sadness the anger the you know the the hope of no no like this will all figure itself out i didn't do it they'll every they'll figure it out i they'll I'm going to get out of here soon. Like I'll see my mom soon. I'll see my friends. Right. Oh, and then his relationship with his mom. Yeah. Where, uh, I think at first she, she was like visiting him and then mm-hmm. she like stopped. Yeah. And then his, uh, his sister, uh, who, uh, ended up, I think committing suicide mm-hmm. while he was in jail. But, and that was like really his only like true, like his own lifeline. Yeah, Cause his mother really wasn't oh, there for him, but his God. sister was, and, not, uh, and and again, not just the fucking story of it. His performance mm-hmm. while conveying the story was just and you're you you I I could not have said it any better, of not just what the emotion is on a surface level, but mm-hmm. all the subtext yeah uh, to it uh, was 
to me, there wasn't a better performer in the year. Yeah. Uh, especially one that I hadn't been aware of prior to that. Cause I was going to say originally when you asked me like, Oh, who do you think is the best actor actress of the year? I was going to say Adam driver, like hands down to me. Yeah. Was, uh, he I, I think this one takes the cake here. I think, I think even Adam yeah. driver may would <laughs> agree. <laughs> Sit back, um, Adam. <laughs> but, but yeah, like what a great actor has the ability to do is to like give you emotion on screen right on on film like what can i actually see as i'm watching the show or the movie yeah but then give you a feeling underneath that right yeah. so i'm seeing something and i'm feeling something else right i'm seeing this character be brave and heroic but on like beneath the surface they're like afraid and alone and scared and you have to be able to give me both of those things at the same yeah. time and it's especially difficult when you're telling someone else's story. If yeah. it's a made-up character, yeah. you can kind of own it and, and make it your own in a way. Yeah. If you're playing a real person, I mean, yeah, you got to make it your own. You got to make the story real to you. But at the same time, you're, you're living you're out someone else's to emotions. Convey what they were thinking. And yeah. he did that masterfully. Yeah. I mean, I think that that would go on my list now that I'm now that I'm kind of like rethinking of it of like. The performances of the decade, decade right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. hands down, yeah. There's no, I, there's no, there's no arguing that that doesn't belong on a list. Yeah. Next to you know the Leonardo DiCaprio's and Absolutely. the Revenant, yeah, or yeah. or the um who's the kid who was in the Social Network who played Zuckerberg? Oh, right? uh, uh, Jesse. I, I, I was about to say Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, so like next to a lot those performances, I mean, he's right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, let, let's talk about nineteen. What do we think about films in nineteen? Um, films or shows in 19 that or actually let's just talk about films uh in 19 that that we thought were uh were great so after we talk about the films we thought were great in 19 let's talk about the films that we didn't see that we're going to have to end up seeing anyways uh because either everybody was talking about it or you just saw it and you're like damn i I really wanted to watch that movie Uh, but first let's talk about what we did watch and what we loved in uh in 2019 uh so 2019 i'm just gonna give you a a few i mean uh, come on end game yeah. Uh, what, what are we yeah. doing? Uh, what list? What 2019 list doesn't have Endgame on it? Stop yeah. it! Just stop it. Even if you haven't seen it, it belongs yeah. on your list. <laughs> just just because yeah. you had no discipline, I, just like I everybody did. Everybody in the world yeah. has seen Endgame. Hey, 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 given that, if you weren't the one of the 17 movie. billion people on the planet who watched this movie, yeah. you were either in prison or <laughs> you were. Uh, I had a joke. Yeah. This one I'm going to hold. Yikes! Because it was bad. <laughs> And for, for showing restraint, I like it. For those who may be listening to this for the first time, I say <laughs> everything and anything. There will be the rare occasion that I hold a joke. Yeah, that's how you know it's real bad. Yeah, I, that's because it is. It is just. It is extremely offensive <laughs> to either someone or some group of people. And even I know that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold the second half of that joke. Yeah. Uh, but 2019, I mean, uh, The Joker, I think Ad Astra was uh, a phenomenal film in 2019. Sure. Um, I'm also going to throw one of the films I do want to see. Oh, uh, Dolomite is My Name. I got around to watching that late. But Did Eddie, you? Eddie Ooh, Murphy's performance. Great performance, right? Wow. Phenomenal um, performance. And I think, the, I mean, just, the cast in general, there's so many really great performances. It, 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 it's it's a movie that doesn't have any right to be as good as it is. Like with that, with it all seems those like elements, a joke. It kind of shouldn't be that yeah. good, and yet somehow it, it's incredible. It just delivers yeah. uh, every step of the way. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, a marriage story was a phenomenal film. Um, 
there's one more that I I want to oh us I think it was mm. it challenged you this year in a way that some films didn't right yeah uh, it was you know this quote unquote horror movie that really wasn't a, a horror movie it was horrifying in in a completely different way that I think has kind of like injected new energy mm-hmm. into that genre mm-hmm. right uh and then a film like parasite you know continued to inject new energy into this did horror you, genre and to be honest i haven't seen it yet but i mean at this point who i, I can't not see it just because of the, all the talk around it yeah um so i think the next in in, in this new decade what we're going to start to see is a lot of horror movies that are no longer you know slasher up and killer and stabber and chopper you know i don't know why i kept focusing yeah, on her. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, maybe they'll do an oj movie right Yikes. <laughs> so <laughs> but it's going to challenge you uh it's going to challenge that it's going to push that genre forward yeah uh with, with these movies did yeah. the, the one movie i didn't see that i must see is going to be uh um uh both parasite and once upon a time once in hollywood time. yeah that's that's on my list too of yeah. uh, movies that i didn't see and book smart i, I, mean, I really talked to... a lot about that movie yeah um and then uh mr robot i think i'm gonna give that a try too bet um okay uh for, first of all and I, and I didn't ask you this but i'm gonna give mine anyways um uh, a, a couple of movies that i was just really disappointed in mm. um captain marvel no, uh, I, I I wasn't disappointed, but I, at the same time, it didn't it didn't knock my socks off. So, uh, give me fifteen seconds with this. Okay, okay. I told I promised myself I would never watch that movie again. Yeah. The other day, I'm downstairs in the basement on the treadmill, and I'm looking. I, I was looking for Black Panther because I wanted to watch that again You're for like, the fourth Mandalorian's time. Mandalorian's over, so I gotta watch something <laughs> on Disney. Yeah. I gotta use. I gotta use I gotta, this Disney Plus. <laughs> I pay I pay good money for it. I gotta use it, right? Yeah, so yeah. I was looking for Black Panther, and I don't think it comes out on Disney Plus until like February or whatever. It's because it's still on Netflix. So yeah. I'm like, fuck, you know? Do I watch Captain Mar- the First Avengers? Do I watch Endgame again? I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give Captain Marvel one more try, and it was. Bad. It was worse the second time, actually. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Please continue. No, fair, hey, look, fair enough. I'm not gonna argue with you that that uh, I, my only argument wasn't that it was a, it wasn't um, it was kind of it was a very severely mediocre movie. Um, but you kept insisting that it was because of Brie Larson. I don't believe it was because of Brie Larson. I believe it was because of the direction of the movie. Yeah, well, so I think it's both. I think it was the direction of the movie was bad, but Brie Larson in this movie was bad. But I'm, what, I, what I'm saying is, I think she was bad because of the directing. Because I've seen her in other things, and I, th- I don't think you've seen her in as much. Like uh, I've uh, seen trailers of her in other things. Okay, uh, so uh, I remember watching her in Room. Uh, her performance in Room is is that the one with Samuel L. Jackson? Um, no. Which other one was she? In? She did another movie with Samuel L. Where she's like. No, uh, the only other movie I know I think she was in a Sonya room in that movie was, too. Uh, no, it was uh, King Kong or whatever the fuck it was. King Kong. I don't, I don't oh, know what the movie did. They were in that movie together. But um, no, but Room, uh, where she's uh, Jacob uh, Tremblay, who's like the the child actor, um, and literally like basically the movie takes place like in just like half the movie is just in one room, and she is a, a phenomenal performance in short term twelve with uh, Lakeith Stanfield. She's uh she she knocked it out of the park in in uh in in that movie, um and then there's another movie that were that, that was like mesmerizing as well. Listen, I'm All sure I'm saying she's, she's got, got a resume. Shit, okay, she's got a resume, dude. But th- in this film, yeah. the direction was bad and her performance was bad. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Um, the first thing that I'm I was really disappointed in is uh, El Camino. 
Um, I was, I don't yes. know what I was expecting, but I was expecting something more than what we got. And, and I was having a conversation with somebody about this the other day of, uh, if they had done this five years ago, like directly after Breaking Bad had ended, I would have loved it. Would have loved it. The fact that it came like six or seven years later, didn't need it. We yeah. didn't need it even remotely. <laughs> um, so I was very disappointed in that. Um, one of the other movies that I was uh, I was really um, that I was really disappointed in uh, was uh, Queen and Slim. Um, I don't know again. I, I don't know exactly what I was expecting from that movie, but uh, I think what it was tr- trying to be, it felt uh, it felt like it was being it was trying to be half of what it because you didn't see it. It's hard for me to explain it. It's like it it was exactly what you thought it would be, but along with that came a lot of other things mm-hmm. that you're just like, no, we don't need any of this. Just give me this shit that I I, yeah. know I came here for. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I can't wait to watch it. So we can we can we can have a proper uh, conversation about it. Uh, there was one other movie that I was just like, uh, wow, what the fuck? Uh, now I have lost it. I do think El Camino definitely like sits right at the top of this most disappointing list. Again, not that it was a bad movie. It was just disappointing in the timing and nothing. You didn't get anything new from it. You you yeah. got closure, sure. But even the way that the movie closed is just like, oh, he just went off and started a new yeah, life. There's there's really no like you could have you had to start at the first. Like you could literally eliminated everything in between and just had him when he first breaks out to the last frame of the film. And then missed anything. Bam. <laughs> yeah, that oh, would be he's it. out. Yeah, Canada. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> happy I'd, for Jesse. It'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, and what, what, part of the reason why it's so disappointing is like throughout the entire show, you're hoping Jesse like find yourself, find yourself, like become your own man, like stop following, like lead, lead, like do something, do something great, be great. And then at the end of this movie he again is just following somebody told him oh go to canada and what did he do he just went to canada yeah i'm like well to be fair to him like that was the original plan that he missed out on because i forget exactly why and then i'd have to go back to the the show to watch but i remember he was originally supposed to go away with the like the the guy was supposed to set up yeah, like a yeah. fake id and all that shit and then he didn't go and i forget exactly what transpired but uh so i i guess this is like he he caught the opportunity that he never took but whatever it it, it wasn't the best but even uh, then it's like you know i, I would have wanted to see him go somewhere else somewhere that like meant something to him somewhere sure. that he wanted to to experience some maybe something he learned in while he was in hiding or captivity like this is where something i want to go this is something that means something to me but he just went to canada because one of the the guy he was talking to told him oh yeah you know canada would be (laughs) would be nice yeah um like fuck so uh so uh, el camino um i was disappointed in as well as uh, queen slim but then also uh this wasn't a movie but it was was a show uh the mandalorian um i haven't haven't even finished it yet i haven't finished it yet but um severe disappointment because it's kind of the same thing as Mandalorian or as uh, El Camino of I don't know what the point to this show is like and I can almost guarantee even if I finish watching it I'm pretty sure I'll still be like cool like there won't be anything learned or gained or achieved it's just cool (laughs) you know uh and 
the entire time of watching this series, that's what I felt the entire time. The first episode was like, oh, that's that's cool. That's cool. What else you got for me? The second episode. Cool, 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 cool. What else you got? Third episode. Cool, but also, is there a point to this goddamn thing? Yeah. Fourth episode, there is no point to this thing. Is there? It's just this. <laughs> You might have a point there. I still yeah. love the show. It aesthetically um, is beautiful and the whole uh, again, spoiler if somehow you haven't watched it but uh, or I guess if you don't have a Disney Plus <laughs> login um, uh, is uh, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Yeah. But as soon as the novelty of that wears off even as a baby you were like <laughs> yo Yoda is fucking powerful. Yeah, Yoda. <laughs> right? I mean but that, that's not even fucking Yoda. Like that's what we keep saying oh it's Baby Yoda. It's not even Yoda. It's just whatever fuck Yoda is that's the other that's another person is that, that confirmed that that's not the actual it's, Yoda? it can't be yoda yoda's dead <laughs> what are we talking about this is after the empire yeah it's just after the empire shit and all and yoda's been dead for a while <laughs> mm, is this a reincarnation oh wait of yoda? Wait, 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 wait i'm trying to think i'm trying to think yeah okay so this is after the original series ended which at the end of that we're at episode seven wait no episode six mm-hmm. um so this is between episode so that's, six that's after and yoda seven. already died that's already yeah. yeah that's so that is yes that's correct uh, that is after yoda already died so, or this might just be a reincarnation yeah, of yoda it's stupid but yeah aesthetically it. it's a beautiful show to watch um i think the the thing that's so attractive about the mandalorian himself is like the whole time you just take off the mask take off the mask and you're just watching someone with like such great discipline yeah and but at the same time, this character manages to be like interesting and charming, like to never see the entire season. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to never see Pedro, Pedro Pascal's Pascal. face. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate on his performance. I think he gave a, a, as great of a performance as you can give with a fucking mask on. Um, but even with that, I, I, I look for plot more than anything else. I can, that's why when I watch Queen and Slim, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck are you guys doing? Because I feel like that's one of the most, lacking things in the film is, is is plot that's always because like i feel like everything else can kind of be mediocre right you can have mediocre performances you can have mediocre aesthetics you can even have like mediocre um even music to some degree like you can like you you know all the music that you have in the film it can just be like kind of blah but if that story is fire you'll ignore all that shit yeah. and focus on that but if just the acting is great, then you're going to be like, terrible movie, but that actor, actors did great, right? Uh, but how many movies do you watch that you're like, oh, great plot, but all the performances sucked in a movie? Rarely do you ever <laughs> say that, you know? Because you, you're like, your attention is simply going to be on that story. But anyways, I, I digress. Okay. Um, I got a really great question for you. Sure. Uh, I'm going to let, let us wrap this one up. And yeah. then the next question I'm going to throw at you is going to be a really f- interesting one. Cool. Um, so uh, the last uh, movie that I wanted to mention. Um, or and I, I'm, Okay. I'll, I'll say two. Parasite, I think, was phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't seen Parasite, you need to see Parasite. It's a, it's a must watch. Uh, and then I'll mention uh, Watchmen. Uh, one of the best series uh, of last year. Yeah. Uh, very interesting story. Uh, it, it comes at you from so many different fucking angles. It's hard to take in. You have to think about it for a while before you can really digest it. Um, 
one of the movies that I'm looking to watch that I didn't uh, that I didn't get to watch. Uh, of course, just like you mentioned, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I still haven't seen The Farewell. Um, uh, uh, I uh, Knives Out. I still want to. Yeah. Uh, still want to see. Um, and that's all I'm. I have a. Oh, uh, the last black man in San Francisco. I yes. still haven't seen that. Uh, that was on waves. Obama's list. And so waves. it's got to be good. No, uh, Obama has okay taste. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> that's yeah, a lot of that stuff I could tell. I, I, Black card he, has been revoked. I just got the notification. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they sent it out on the national uh, Black app. <laughs> where you, you've got to do the, uh, you got to have the face ID yeah. so they can confirm. <laughs> no, but but look, uh, here's one thing about Obama is Obama, like, he's like a cool dude, obviously, right? But, uh, but I think at times I question the sincerity of him being cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's maybe, do you think maybe his PR people were like trying to be cool? Like, I, I don't doubt that he list. like watched those movies or, but I wouldn't doubt if like through half of those movies, he just fell asleep and it's yeah. like, no, I really like that movie. And it's like, yeah. come on. Did you Obama probably wanted to put power on his list? <laughs> and but like, they were like, no, I, we're not going to have 50 cents yes, on this. I, I don't know if that would be a great PR move yeah. with your upcoming book release, yeah. uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Obama. But um, so I want to quickly jump here into, and maybe we do like a, I'm not sure what we're doing on time, but. No, yeah, we, um, we probably got to wrap up. So, soon. well, let's wrap up with this, right? Sure. This decade, you know, <sighs> at the end of it, yeah, I had fun. Ah, good times. Learned a lot, met a lot of crazy great people. Times. Yeah. Crazy times. I did a lot of crazy right. shit. Met a lot of great people, um, you know, had a kid, loved my daughter, great, you know, highlight of my decade for sure, highlight of decades to come. Um, but, you know, staying where we are with film and just staying in 20, 2019, right? Because to answer this question and think about the entire decade would be almost impossible. But in, in 2019, what, give me one movie and one TV show that you just had the most fun watching. Like you genuinely had fun watching it. Um, one staying in 2019, the show and movie that I had the most fun with. Um, huh. Okay. Uh, I would say movie. I would say Joker. Fun. Like, do you like, and I mean fun as in, like, I was just so engaged in, in, in Joker. Um, but like, what do you mean fun? Like, just like, fun, oh, like, it's just a wild ride and like, fun, like, yo, like, you're just like in your seat in the theater, you're just like, you're smiling, you're laughing along with it. Like, it was generally fun. You left the theater, you felt light, you felt like you just had a great time. Now, which is different than, you know, hey, I watched a great film, but I just had fun watching this. Uh, it's tough. Uh, the movie I want to say is Booksmart that I, I probably had the most quote unquote fun with, but I would say that it, as far as experience, like clearly it's fucking Endgame. <laughs> like, like because it's just the whole vibe of that day was mm-hmm. just like yo, you could like it was like Christmas. It was like it, so. Let me tell you how good it was to watch both of those things in the same day, like Game of Thrones as well as uh, Endgame. That day, I had to uh, our uh, upstairs sink. 
um, <laughs> was clogged and I had to use a snake. And I tell you, uns- like snaking uh, a drain is the smelliest, most foul thing you could probably ever do. And even with that, Still it was one of the day. most joyous days ever. It was just so fucking fun. And I just had a great time that entire day uh, because it was me, you, and Fabe, as well as uh, shout out to Dan uh, and Marissa uh, um, uh, and JP, Nadia. We, we all went to go see Endgame. And then you, me, and Fabe went to, uh, 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 went to go watch uh, uh, the, the, the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and yeah, it was just um, – yeah, that was just a great day. Um, I, I I think I could think of like a, maybe a one that isn't Endgame that that was like a great time, but I, I'd have to think about that for a second. Um, for shows, um, hmm. for shows, I want to I want to hit you with a weird one. That a weird one because I talk so much shit about this show. But I, I, I feel like I just had a genuinely, up until the end, I had a genuinely good time with the show, uh, The OA. Okay. No, no, I can, I can accept that. Yeah, The OA season two. It was, it was many things, right? <laughs> but I, it was I, a lot of things. But it I was will, the best of times. It was yeah, the worst of times. But I would include fun to watch uh, in those things for sure. Yeah. Um, so I asked you to give me one, uh, I can't hold myself to that. I'm going to give you <laughs> three of the most fun movies that I watched this year where sure. it was like, I was in the theater and I was just like, John Wick. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I John Wick I guess? Three. Let me guess them. John Wick. I'm trying to think of what else I know you've seen. Um, no, Creed 2 didn't come out this year. Um, what other action mindless action movies are there that came out this year so surprisingly Endgame is not on for me Endgame was like there's so much suspense so much so much could go wrong until the very end when Cap gets the hammer that's when for me it really came and it's like that was the best movie moment of 19 maybe the decade I don't know yo everybody lost their shit when that for sure when that moment happened everybody it was like a huge deep sigh of relief and then you get to cheer it wasn't even like a sigh of relief it was just for me holy shit yeah for me it's like okay like you know that's when I started to feel better like this this is gonna work it's gonna work this plan is gonna work Um, but just to give you my list really quickly John Wick 3 uh, I mean what a fucking trilogy yeah one instant classic two really good movie um you know you're wondering like is three gonna be good but three just picked picked it up and fucking ran with it i mean you're just getting bang 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 boom 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 helicopter shit <laughs> bang, 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 boom, boom, i feel boom. like i'm watching the movie right like, now <laughs> and it's, and it's just fun to watch shit's blowing up explosions people getting stabbed in the face it was fun uh the next one on my list surprisingly terminator dark fate Dude, I think uh, I saw this on my list too of movies to watch. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. it it for me brought this series back to life, right? And, <laughs> and I know this was the, die. <laughs> I, I know this is the last one, but like I was in the theater and I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, it starts off. And I'm like, this is, this is good. <laughs> and it keeps getting better, and I'm like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. <laughs> this 
this shit is really good. Yeah. And then it gets better. And I'm like, wait, hold up, hold up. <laughs> and like at the end of the movie, I remember I, was, I left the theater and I just like felt good. And I was like, yeah, this, you want more? Like, great more. I just had. Yeah. Um, the last one on my list, Ad Astra. With yeah, that's that was on my list too. I didn't. I don't know if that was a good time. So much as it was a. It was a. I didn't know what to think of it. Time like I. Like, uh, for me, it was fun in that it was so, like, you know, like you're, like, watching it, like, this, is the character movie, Brad Pitt yeah. pay, uh, plays, like, this guy is really fucking interesting. This guy does not panic under pressure whatsoever. It was visually appealing. The the drone car chase scene on the fucking moon, yeah, that was like, yo, I'm watching amazing. that shit and it, with, like, no sound, and I'm watching yeah. shit, and I'm like, yeah, what's crazy. happening? <laughs> um, the mo- for me, for whatever reason, even though it was like kind of like a, a somber movie about essentially, you know, the loss of a boy's father, right? That's really what the movie at the end of the day was about. It yeah. was a fun movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would say what's preventing me from saying it was fun, like all those scenes that were just like, oh, shit, what's going on here? Um, They were juxtaposed to the scenes where you're just like, there's nothing but silence in this and Brad Pitt's like just staring off into the, yeah. <laughs> into, you know, space or whatever. And For me, that yeah. was, that's what was so fun about it. Like you go to these long drawn scenes where it's a lot of silence and there's a lot of like, just like emotion. And then, Oh shit, we're back at the fun. Okay. You know, yeah. we're, uh, we're back. It's a somberness. Oh shit. We're oh, back. Okay. So I like to amend my show. Um, it, before you say yours, um, the boys season one came out in, mm, uh, I've not watched 19. That was a good time. That and that was kind of the whole John Wick thing of bang, 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 shoot him yeah. up. <laughs> um, it, it just it's wild shit going on. Yeah, and you're just, just like, bang, you're dead, you're fuck? dead, you're dead, you're dying too. Bang, Exa- bang, pretty I much. Love that shit. Uh, because like, uh, it's basically what happens to superheroes if they were just like the worst. <laughs> um, and that's exactly what the boys is. Uh, and it 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 surprised me because I watched the first episode, not really just watching it because it was like I heard. Uh, hey, shout out to uh, I know he, he clearly does not listen to the show, but uh, shout out to John Campia. Uh, um, he was raving about the boys season one. So I was like, all right, I'll check this show out. And I did. I was like, oh, shit, this is actually really fucking good. And they're, they just dropped the trailer for season two. So uh, that was one of the shows that I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, I and that's on Amazon, right? That's on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want you to guess what my show is. That most fun to watch to know oh um that's not it it was not uh i don't even think that was this year uh i, I want to have to say um although i haven't watched it uh uh the apple tv plus uh the morning show the morning show nay damn okay let that me take, was a good show let me take a second swing at it do i know that you know watch the show we talked about it on this uh on this recording. podcast on this particular recording here, mm-hmm. what did you mention? Think oh, more Wendy's. so. Think more so about the character that I just think is one of the best characters ever played on TV. That we talked about from this year. Oh, you, not you. Uh, I don't know. I give up. Tap out. Raymond Reddington. Who? Raymond Reddington in the Blacklist. Oh, I I did. I yeah. don't even know anything about the show. So. <laughs> Man, I'm saying when you're watching this show, like yeah. just the way uh, James Spader plays this character, there's no way you're not watching this show and you're not like laughing like out loud 
like with you know the show and the character that you're not smiling and that after the episode is over or after you stop watching the show you start to emulate the character in like your own real life and the way you like talk or tell stories like he's just such a charming character and just makes the show um so so lovable like this literally is, I, I might even and i was thinking about this the other day i might even go back to season one episode one and watch the entire thing again just to get more of raymond reddington yeah he's that fucking good yeah. um this even even talking about the show right now i i'm i'm happy and i get excited just because it's it's just such a great watch like you're gonna have fun with it yeah. get pour yourself a glass of wine maybe get some crackers right some <laughs> almond butter you know right? you know you're old <laughs> fuck what are you talking about yeah, yeah. wine and crackers some wine some crackers and just have a good time if you haven't watched most of the shows that we've talked about, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, if you haven't watched Power, if you haven't watched uh, uh, Breaking Bad and you're some fucking um, apocalypse now weirdo, you <laughs> think the world is going to end weird. so you're not going to sign up for Netflix because we're about to go to war with Iran. <laughs> before that all happens, before that all happens, watch The Blacklist. You're going to love it. Uh, look, I... You're gonna like the way you look. Uh, all right, all right. Oh, uh, you know what? I, oh, that happened in 2010. The guy from um, Men's Warehouse. Remember, he used to do all those Men's Warehouse. Yeah. Commercials? What about him? You're gonna like the way you look. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, he got that scandal. No they, scandal. They, I think he some sexual assault scandal, oh, and they got him out of there. Yikes! Bam! That was the biggest loss. <laughs> might be of the decade. That was, he was great in those commercials. <laughs> You're gonna like the way you look. Yet you never bought a suit from Men's Warehouse. <laughs> Uh, I did steal a shirt one. Time. Okay, well that's not the same. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why they fired him. They're like, "Did you steal that shirt?" He's like, "No, I no, that was me." Uh, quick, uh, thirty seconds. Um, tell me funniest story from the twenty tens. Like a personal funny Pers- story. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything. Oh, dude, this is rough. I right, oh, fuck, fuck. Think, think. Funniest story. Yeah. Uh, super funny story. Twenty tens. What embarrassing shit happened to me? <laughs> um, I want to get something like juicy and embarrassing that I never really tell anybody. Uh, dude, I don't got it. I don't. I don't got it. <laughs> Come on, I, I'm trying to think. And I'm, I'm thinking as I'm talking. I'm trying to fill this space and time and think of a funny, embarrassing, crazy you story. Want me, you want me doing I don't got it. You okay. go first. Fuck. Um, I'm debating. Oh, I'm debating on whether I should tell this one because it is deeply embarrassing. Like, tell deeply. it. No, 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 no. Because I, I can't, I can't give people that ammunition. Yeah. Take the power. Own the power. <laughs> yeah. So this is the guy who's gonna be frying you for like the next year. Listen, I want. I'm gonna give you an embarrassing one of myself as well. No, no, no. It's not this embarrassing. I no matter, no matter what you say, it's not this embarrassing. It, it, it's. It's it's oh I'm gonna it's reach advanced. deep down and dig for for one. Um, I'm gonna uh, match yours. Okay, I can't give you that one. So what? No, give us that one. I can't, dude. I can't. It's so Listen, embarrassing. We dude. need great. We're, we're trying to produce great content. Okay, all right. Fuck it. Fuck. Okay. It. All right. Let's do it. We'll do, do it. it. We'll, do, we'll do it live. <laughs> all right. Uh, so thirty seconds. Um, so long story short, uh, I had I'm lactose intolerant. I mm. uh, in one night <laughs> the I, beginning <laughs> of every great story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one night <laughs> I'm looking at this ice cream I think I don't know I, somebody brought ice bought ice cream and I was like fuck it I'm gonna I'm doing it <laughs> going in eat half the fucking quart of ice cream right uh, and that night when I went to sleep didn't really feel anything I was like hey 
It's not bad. Get up for work uh, the next day. Uh, go to work. During the course of work, yeah, we're having some issues. There's uh, <laughs> there's some bad times happening, uh, you know, in my stomach region. Um, but it's not that bad, right? So at the end of the day, I'm about to leave. Uh, we're, and this is back when I work at, uh, at the bank. Um, uh, I'm about to leave, and I'm feeling it. I'm like, ooh, oh, no, we hit rough, rough waters. But the Packers were playing. Mm-hmm. And I really, and this is a, and it was a preseason game. Nonetheless, I don't know why I felt like I really need to watch a preseason game. But I was like, so either I can get on the road now, and this is like, you know, I'm driving down 695, so it was like busy as fuck. Uh, so I, either I can leave now and try to beat that rush hour, or I can waste about 20, 30 minutes here, stay here, and yeah. You know, and take if care you, of if any, anyone's listening, you know Maryland traffic, and he's said beat rush yeah, hour on uh, 695. <laughs> you, uh, you already know where this is going. <laughs> Because that is impossible. <laughs> impossible. <laughs> I don't care if you're the president. Yeah. I don't care. Even if you care. had the time stone. <laughs> you still cannot beat traffic on 695. I don't care if you have no. the entire infinity gauntlet. It's not happening. <laughs> it's not going to override 695. So I was like, fuck it. Let me just roll the dice. Bad decision. <laughs> Did you Stuck. shit on the side of the road? <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. That would have been a great story. Yeah, you on, did. I didn't shit on the side of the road. <laughs> what? <laughs> Continue. I want to hear it from your mouth. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. What happened? I was literally stuck in traffic <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Whose car? Your no, car? My car. Yeah. I, what I, happens I next? I had you. Uh, I, I had, had to let it I go. Got, no, I had to let it. <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you just pull over and shit on the side I of the road no i literally couldn't <laughs> why not were you in the middle lane uh oh no no, no. okay so in the lane. and for anyone who's listening right now and who's not able to see this tune has a tear from of laughter falling down his right cheek Dude, I've come close Yo. many times to the situation. I've no, never me it too. has never befallen me, me, me as it has befallen me, you. Me too. But again, I'm self-diagnosed lactose intolerant. <laughs> I had eaten half a quart of fucking ice cream and uh and I had not What kind of ice cream? Uh, I think it, it it must have been um it must have been like butter uh pecan or mm. it might have been just like vanilla or I don't know. It it was one of those it, ones where you're like I'm gonna roll the dice. Yeah, I'm like gonna, well, gonna, I'll be yeah. safe. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so dude, yeah, I, you had a diaper I, blowout. I, just, I had like a baby. <laughs> I had to do it now. The, the, and I know this is this is longer than 30 seconds, clearly. But um, so I get home, and I, thank God nobody was home, and I was just like, "Fuck!" And so I had to like race up the steps, and I had to like put everything in a bag, and I had to take a shower, and burn and, it. And then, yeah, <laughs> get rid of the evidence. Luckily, no, I didn't run into a single soul somehow. Yeah. Between one of those you know, days where there's no one in the streets. <laughs> yeah, you know. What if you ran into someone oh, like, hey, uh, tune <laughs> What is that? Did you? Um, <laughs> What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know what to say. Do you need help? Oh, uh, no. Someone asking you if you need help <laughs> would be. All right, now now I have to kill you. <laughs> now I have to kill you. You could have walked away. You could have lived I am long, my brother's keeper. You could have lived a long and fruitful life, but instead you had to ask me, do I need to go? Um, 
that was my that was it, dude. That that was my that that was the one in the decade. That I don't was think just I could like, beat that. This is, yeah, I told I don't you, think motherfucker. I, could beat that. I told you. One uh, of my most embarrassing yeah. things, I would say, this is when stunting goes wrong, uh-huh. right? When, uh-huh. you, when you acting like you got it, well, you don't got it. Uh-huh. So, I'm out on a date with this girl, right? Um, let her pick the place, right? And again, this is why, if I can go back in time, I would tell my younger self, stop fucking taking these women out on dates. <laughs> so. Going out on a date, I let her pick the place. Of course, uh, she well, she picks a restaurant one of her friends owns, which is insanely expensive. But I'm like, whatever, fuck it, let's do it, right? Yeah. Um, dinner tab comes out to like two twenty. Oh, right. No, I had uh, this is young broke me, right? I had uh, maybe like two hundred and forty dollars in my Ooh, account, just there. Oh, so I'm like. Oh my god, this is fucking gonna kill me. Check comes. I know I got the two twenty. That's gonna go to your card. The tip hits. Yeah. Uh, after afterwards, hers, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh fuck, I can't. And her friend was this w- serving us, right? Her friend who like. So you have to tip well. So you have to tip well. So I'm like, oh fuck. So I leave like a nice tip, more than I more than I know I have, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know how it works. It'll hit later, right? So. And then we go out for drinks after oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, Did she pick up the drinks? So she got the first round, but we stayed. We were having a good time. My dude, what the luckily, fuck are you doing? Luckily, you know, I had my credit card on me. So I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. I'm just going to charge these drinks to my credit card. Ended up spending like another $100 or whatever on drinks Jesus and whatever Christ. at the bar. Um, Go back to the hotel. Uh, She's drunk as fuck. Yeah. And I'm like. It's not happening tonight, yeah. right? It's not happening tonight. Maybe another night. Um, the next morning, after you know, we both wake up, uh, grab some food, and then she heads off, does her thing, and I got a day ahead of me. Blah blah blah, right? Uh, she texts me like, "Like, hey, my friend says your credit card oh, didn't go through." Right? No. Wait, how does that even happen? Didn't she run it? So she ran it, um, and I don't know what happened, but. For, I guess there were like other pending charges on my card that took precedence oh, over shit. over the even the two twenty that I had spent. So like none of it went through. Oh right? my god! Um, so <laughs> she was like, "I'm just gonna take care of it." But like you know, this was you know, are you gonna give me the money back? And I'm like. I have no idea what's going on. My card is totally fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm, see you. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at my uh, bank account now and I the money's all there. I don't yeah. know what happened. Um, I can't come in. I can't go back to the restaurant today, but I can, if you take care of it, I can send you the money. I never talk to her again. Oh, no. <laughs> she listens to this podcast. <laughs> She's right like, now. I need my money, Orain. Fucking scumbag. <laughs> so this was, the, it, was it was super embarrassing because I was fucking broke. I had no business taking this girl out to this super expensive dinner. I get the phone call or the text messages basically saying like, you broke motherfucker. Your credit card didn't go oh, through. No. Um, this one ends with a happy ending and that uh, the food was amazing. We had a great, <laughs> we had a great time. This guy. <laughs> uh, so to, again, to all the young, young uh, men and women out there, yeah. stop wasting your hey, money hey, on, hey. on doing dumb shit. St- Stutton should indeed not be a If you ain't got it, you ain't got it. Don't pretend like you do. Lesson learned uh, from me. Lesson learned from the decade. But uh, yo, that, it yeah. was, just fucking and i'm like 
uh, and thank God she texted me and didn't call because the phone call would have been worse. She would have heard the shaking in my voice. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> she would have heard the cowardice in my voice. Uh, 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 I don't know what you mean. I'm, uh, God, I'm looking at my Bank of America. Uh, <laughs> oh, a, a text message you get to gather yourself and sound confident. Uh, hey, this dude, uh, must be a mistake. Look, all, all I know, man, is uh, yeah, I just laid an uh, supremely embarrassing. So I might cut this out of this podcast. I don't know. Believe <laughs> but, it. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, uh, with whatever happened within a decade, man, we're still here. We're still kicking, man. Um, and uh, you know, I, I'm grateful for that at the very least. Um, and you know, we, we still got our opportunity. And I think that you know, there mm. are a lot of people who uh, didn't make it out of 2010 with an opportunity, one way or another. You know. Um, and so I, am supremely grateful at just the opportunity for life and, and, and all that it entails right now. And, uh, I have so much to look forward to, and I'm looking for, so, uh, t- uh, towards, uh, so much with this podcast as well. Um, and, and seeing exactly what we can do with it, man, I'm, uh, uh really grateful and, and, and I'm humbled, um, to, uh, to just exist in the world right now. We live in incredible times and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, Hopefully we can get back on the track as as a nation, you know, not to not to get political or anything like that, but um, but we're in crazy times right now. But still, it's still, you know, as uh, I think uh, Drake and Future said it best. What a time! <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that, was, that was a great way to put it. Um, and and I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that. I think that was well said. Um, yeah. Great way to end the show. Our first show of 2020. Hey, uh, much hey, more to come. Hey, more great fire content to come. coming your way. Hey, more fire. As uh, as Weezy said, more was it? more more fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as Drake would say, with um, whichever accent prefers, <laughs> more fire. Bu- 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 <laughs> that's that's a Jamaican Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we got a lot of Jamaican Drake in uh, in 2010 or in the 2010s. Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. Um, but we will be back uh, later this week uh, to to give you more fire. We'll return to, of course, our usual format. Uh, but I did promise you a super show, so a super show is what we delivered on. Um, as usual, if you listen to the show, uh, we appreciate you, love you, but hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, uh, and hit that share button, share, share with anybody and everybody, uh, who has ears. Uh, with that being said, hit the usual protocol. Fade out. Peace out. What up, 2020?